Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. They should name a gender after you. I mean, looking at you doesn't do it. Staring is the only way that makes any sense and, and trying not to blink so you don't miss anything and all of that. And and you're you. I, I mean, look, forgive me. It's just that you are drop-dead crazy gorgeous so much that I'm actually considering looking at you again before we podcast here. Oh, my God, I'm stressed out. <laughs> I just had like an acid flashback thinking about that. There are a lot of lines I could have done, but I want to save them for in-depth discussion. Because there are like seven <laughs> specific lines of dialogue yes. in this movie that could comprise the entire episode if we just analyze them. Convening, we're convening a congressional subcommittee about this movie, and we're going to we're gonna go in-depth on every line. This is, yes. I know we're recording these episodes far in advance, so this is, I've been holding a hot hand. I have some hot information that isn't public yet at the time of this recording, but by the time the episode comes out, it will be public knowledge. Yeah. Uh, once the Trump-Russia collusion investigation is wrapped up, Robert Mueller has been assigned to head a special committee to investigate Spanglish. Oh, yeah. Spanglish is, it's, it's, it's high time yes. that we, that we uh, send everyone responsible for this movie right to jail. Right. Yes. Spanglish has been legal for far too long. <laughs> and it's because the fat cats up in Capitol Hill are getting rich off of Spanglish. It's lying in their pockets, so they're not willing to say a goddamn thing. The fucking Spanglish lobbyists... This movie sold 7 million tickets in the United States. That is the final domestic total? I, I, I wanted to look up tickets because I wanted oh, to okay. think about how many people had right, seen right. it. Right, 7 million. 7 million tickets. Okay, so that was in theaters. So since the time of its release, it has been seen by 7 million and 5 people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, Adam Sandler does have it on DVD. Do you know this movie was released on Blu-ray? <laughs> I was just like, this is 100% a movie that will never be released on Blu-ray. That's like, you know, a format that will never have a complete Weirdly, sort of- it was also released on Laserdisc. Uh, and, and fucking UHD 4K Blu. And Betamax. And Minidisc? <laughs> yeah, it was released on eight Minidiscs. Could you imagine owning Spanish Audio only. on Blu-ray? God, I've worn that DVD out. Well, John I Seals' buy, lush I frames buy, aren't popping the way I John need them Seal, to. I buy our movies on Blu-ray usually, like, you know, when I we're just, doing did a Did you buy Spanglish? No. <laughs> Do you know how much it costs on Amazon? How much? Take a guess. Because you've been saying you've been buying them because Blu-rays are so cheap now that it's usually a, a dollar sure. or two more than renting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're saying how much would it cost to buy the film and own it forever on Amazon? I believe I checked today and it was $24. <laughs> <laughs> so worth it. <laughs> Okay, great. There we go. Our guest spoke before he was introduced. Thank now now you. we can start the podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Griffin Newman. Uh, David Sims. It's twenty two ninety nine right now. Okay. And that's reduced from 27 so... <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Imagine... In stock. Just imagine ordering it, and then a robot has to, like, its alarm <laughs> has to go get it. <laughs> and and someone's like, there's, like, an old watchman who's like, the Spanglish. <laughs> the Raiders of the Lost Ark music is playing. <laughs> Like there's like the the robot gets it and like dust sort of like goes everywhere somewhere tailio and he just like sits up with us. I feel a great disturbance in the force. <laughs> Madam Secretary, we need you back. She's Madam Secretary. I forgot about that. Oh, I love her as uh, as Madam Secretary. Uh, I I do too. Uh, oh, man, there's a there's a casting crew commentary. I'm sorry, director and crew can commentary. Can you tell people what this podcast is? Yes, this is blank check. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast about filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their career and are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. Sometimes 
those checks clear, and sometimes they bounce baby. True. And this is a miniseries about the films of James L. Brooks. And That's it, right. Of course, called as Pod as a Cast. No, it's not. Stop doing that bit, you bastard. David thinks it's called Podcast News. Which it is. Which you confirmed to our art guy. The truth is subjective. <laughs> you, you're the one who sent the email. I thought you were going to make a fuss. Because I'm a professional. Yeah. Podcast News, people. It's called Podcast News. Yes. What do you think, Richard? Um, I think that's good. I was Thank trying you. to come up with one for Spanglish, but it doesn't work. It's not pod, it's pod, podlish. Podcastlish. Podcastlish. Uh, our guest today, of course, uh, one of her favorites. Mm-hmm. One of one of listeners' favorites. One of America's favorites. Yes, who wrote and uh, shot and edited Spanglish. He did. I did. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> I mean, Brooks directed, yeah. but you did a yeah. lot of the other stuff. It, I was. I was. I was in. A, I was. In, I was stuck in a kind of a, a rut with writing my trolls. Yes. <laughs> so I just, which was you know, it took me twenty years to write. Of course, development hell. Yeah. 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 I put it in turnaround myself. Yeah, it was in many um, turnarounds. So as a side project, I mean, I had this story just kind of rattling around. Well, and head. this was to be you fair. Had, you, wait, there's a story in this movie. Yeah, I know. No, no, we cut that. We cut that. To be fair. Spanglish came out of aborted subplots for your trolls. Right. This right. was, this was right. like you my, cut my, off a limb and then it turned into its own yeah. full story. Right. There was a right. troll made. My trolls, originally the villain was Taylioni. <laughs> she is the villain yeah, of But this. she was oh, too fully. frightening for the trolls, yeah, right? right? So no. you had to move it her to a, a PG-13 movie. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Our guest today, you of course know him best from K-19 The Widowmaker. That's right. Vanilla Sky. True. Um, Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Richard, that's sort of like late 90s, early 2000s. That's that's a Saving Private Ryan as Saving well. Saving Private Ryan. That's like the zone you're in for Oh, us. I like it. That's yeah, where, exactly. That's where I'm you at. always gravitate right to that. Yeah. Sort of like, doot, doot, yeah. Doot, yeah. Doot, like doot. me as a teenager or in college. Right. That's, that's where we're at. Host, right. host the Little Goldman podcast, writes for Vanity Fair, and is now a published novelist. At the time this episode's coming out, It'll you're at out. the top of the charts, Richard. Richard Lawson, the great Richard Lawson, is here with us today. Talks uh, English. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> do you get? Do you get that? So. I just searched for Spanglish in the MPAA and I got no results. <laughs> Your computer shut down. <laughs> I wanted to see what it was rated PG-13 for because I thought that would be amusing. No, don't you know this is the only movie to be unrated due to lack of interest? <laughs> Rating? I don't know. Jack Valenti was like, absolutely not. And then he died. See it if you want to. What do uh, I care? The one movie that is simultaneously completely inoffensive and totally offensive. Yes. And right. that's unrateable. Yeah, it's uh, it's a war crime. So we had been batting around <laughs> James L. Brooks for a long time. We'd been batting it around. To and me, then, this was always the crux of the Brooks right, argument. Right. This one, I mean, and the next one, and the next sure. one, because the money in it. This the, one's fascinating. One and this costs. movie has weirdly had a, a kind of long tail as a punchline. Like people always cite this as like a weird, like more, more. I think within the arc of the Adam Sandler trying to make his dramatic or or you know dramedic tragicomic career happened, which mm-hmm. has never fully gotten off the ground. Um, and it's a, it's a dumb fucking title. Um, Spanglish. Right. But the second we committed to doing it... It's named after the famed General Spanglish of the Civil War, so maybe show some respect. <laughs> yes. Uh, five comedy points. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it just sounds like a general's name. <laughs> yes. Um, the second we committed to Brooks, you threw your hat into the ring. Uh-huh. That you needed to do Spanglish because you believe and will die on this hill 
that Taylor Leone's performance in Spanglish is the single bravest performance ever committed to film. Yes, and I had not rewatched it, and rewatching it, I still believe it's brave. It's also fucking crazy, and she should have left. Like she should have walked off the set. But I agree and with off the country. I agree with both <laughs> yeah. because Taylor Leone is in a different movie than everyone else. Taylor Leone is in a Lars von Trier realm. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I yeah. think one of the many problems with this movie is everyone's in a different. Movie. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Taylor Leone is in. Yeah, Cloris Leachman's doing like pantomime. <laughs> yeah. Very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Good but it is, there is, people talk about quote unquote brave performances. Yeah. And especially with actresses, it's usually a dumb fucking It means like handle. You, you, they got you naked. Like go, you, you get naked or you go through a lot of like abuse or right, something right. or you declam. They scrubbed off your you makeup know, right, and you cry yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. usually kind of like a loaded, weirdly right. kind of backhanded thing to say like, it's brave what for you brave to not thing. be, right, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but this is actually brave because she so fully commits to not trying in any way to endear herself to the audience at all. Like at all. At right. all. No. And and it's and and it's a complete immolation of her kind of persona at that time right. of her career. It's just like right. she puts it all on the line. It c- blows up in her face catastrophically. Yeah, right. right. You are watching like, a career end. Yeah. yeah essentially. Like, but I like yes. I so deeply respect it. Like oh, absolutely. I've true. always yeah. loved Taylor Leone. I've always she's good. She's one of those actresses where I always go like, how did that not ever fully happen? And then you <laughs> rewatch Spanglish. Well, there's this yeah. weird thing where I think she's she is incredibly beautiful. Yeah. She's a very good actor. She has unbelievable comedic timing. Yeah. Like she has just incredible like fucking. Uh, chops. Yes. She was and, a great reporter for MSNBC. Until, 100%. <laughs> until she died. Right. right. Um, Shouldn't have gone to that beach with her dad. <laughs> Should have gotten so in annoying. a fucking cave. And she had a lot of big films. Like She had a run yeah. in the 90s where she was like placed front and center in a yeah. lot of different things that could make someone a movie star. I'm, I'm going to pump the brakes on you but, for but a here's second. What I, I know about say. a lot. A few. But here's what I want to say. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I think the thing that held her back was there uh, was always kind of a prickliness there? Yes, that yeah. made it difficult for Middle America to connect with her. Not middle, to create the flyover states, but there is there's, no, no, no. There's I this have no weird. It's not a Middle America thing. Metropolitan I, kind of. Uh, sure, I can see that. I can. She's a skinny blonde lady. Uh huh. She's you know, like you said, she's she's always been usually been cast is yes. in like the flirting with disaster role, which right. is sort of like one of her early roles, yes. right? As the kind of. The business lady she can in the be a suit little, a little with the brittle, maybe yes, right. and Which then, I like. I think she sure. knows how to play brittle better well, than most she, people, and she, gets a lot of comedy. She's out the of love it. interest in Bad Boys, which she's uh, she's good in. But right. then, like, if you look at her, you know, Deep Impact, she's a pain. She won't stop asking about this asteroid. But she's yeah. good at her job. She's good at her job. But like, right. you know, take it easy, okay? Yeah. He'll yeah. tell you about Ellie when he's good and ready. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Jurassic Park Three. Yeah, she's a fucking pain in the ass in that movie and right. she makes them go to the dino island to rescue their shit son sorry I'm just well, mad at her character in those, family that man. movie right family man I have seen that what is she she's the wife this what is, is, the, what is she is doing that thing. one well she's that's you know, the one where he wakes up and he's not rich anymore he's like a middle class guy right and everyone right. thought that that was going to be a big thing for her Weirdly, didn't Brett Ratner direct? Correct, yeah, he did. Really? I, I'd that was him that trying movie. to be like, I'm not just the rush hour guy. Right. Watch, I'm going to make like a humanist like, yeah. slice of life. Right. Is it literally dramedy. just that he wakes up in a, in a normal family? Like that's it? No, the plot of the movie is that he had a great love when he was oh, young, right. and he broke up with it's her. It's like a sliding doors thing where right. it's like, here's your life if you hadn't broken right. up. Twenty with years her. later, right, he's right. wildly successful, but his life and is hollow, and Santa he falls up. off his roof. 
No, you know who and, it is. It's Don Cheadle as a as a magical yes, homeless right. man. Yes, Don oh, Cheadle right. is God, right? Like, or a sort of uh, godlike angel. figure. He's more yeah, of an angel, angel figure. Okay, fine, fine. He's got cut off fingerless gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, oh, like oh don't mind me. I'm just keeping warm over here. And yeah. he's like, oh, I'm ignoring you. And he's like, oh, <laughs> my, my great grandfather, Bagger Vance, used to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but but I remember there being a lot of hype for her in that where they were yeah. like maybe this is the one that will make her like America's sweetheart. But I think there was that thing where she always knew how to play. Yeah, and I use this word carefully. Strident people very well. Sure, sure. Yeah. And she didn't try to make them likable. She played them realistically while bringing other movie star qualities to it. And I think a thing that always handicapped her was that she didn't care about being likable. Mm-hmm. Um. And that made people have a hard time to I think separate. Didn't care. That's the bravery thing right. you're talking about. Right. Because in right. Jurassic Park, she doesn't care about being likable. But like, people have know. a hard time separating. In House of D. Yes. <laughs> I find this character unlikable from I find this actor unlikable. So oh, I yeah. think some people yeah. got turned off by her because they were like, right. oh, she's always so annoying. And it's like she plays annoying people very compellingly. Well, right. I mean, because, you know, James L. Brooks wrote the, wrote the character. Yeah. And she saw it. She read the script, and she was like, "Okay, I'm going to do this." And she went full tilt. This into is my it. melancholy. It's one of like, the. Yeah. It's one of the. We- <laughs> this right. is my yeah. antichrist. Yeah. No, but it does feel like it feels yeah. like one of those. Like I've been a big movie star. Now I'm going to work with like a gritty European auteur and mm-hmm. scrub myself down and give like a very vulnerable performance. Except in this like bizarre fucking sitcom in which almost everyone else is this angelic, very right. warm, gentle, like yeah. like wise person, and she's the lone person in the movie, except for maybe Thomas Hayden yeah. Church or whatever, who like is just. This this like black hole of awfulness, yeah. and you know who announces herself Discord. that way immediately. But I think it's also it's like James L. Brooks is, uh, you know, working with him is a, a dream at yes. this point. You yes. know, he'd made one. He made you know I'll do anything wasn't a hit. But apart from that, it's like it's yeah. James L. Brooks. Of course, he go work with James and, L. Brooks. And, and you know, right? you know, Taylor only had been on the Naked Truth for a few seasons, uh, so she was not she, like Helen Hunt. She yeah. had been on sitcoms in True. the nineties. And look what that did for Helen Hunt, you know, yes. doing, you know, so like she, clearly yep, there, there right. was there was arithmetic to it that made sense. And here's another thing. At this point, going into this movie, he has made four movies of and those four movies. Three were Oscar winning hits. Right. Yes. Three yeah. of them got three different actors nominated. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. no, I'm saying I'll do anything fine. But, you know, right. even if you're handed like a 400 page script and the whole script is just James L. Brooks being like, I feel so guilty that I yes. hired a Mexican maid. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, he'll figure it out. In you know, he always figures it out, right? 100%. Like he always sort of puts it together. I think there's that kind of feeling. And then there's also like, Tay Leone, if she's there and she's trying to find her place to fit in Hollywood, it's like, who's the right director to work with? James L. Brooks. Perfect. Like, look at Shirley MacLaine in terms of endearment. Absolutely. If he can write that role for me, I'll finally connect. And look at you know, look at um, Holly, Holly Hunter. Hunter. Like yeah, you know, right. Holly Hunter is is a Taylorian of her day. Difficult, in a way. Yeah. messy characters. Right, you right. know, yeah. people who are in equal parts compelling and revolting, <laughs> but ultimately like. So yeah. we have now discussed Taylorian more than anyone in the history of the planet, right? Oh, I don't this know. Is... I mean, I've talked a lot about Taylorian <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's why we. Yeah. That's why we yeah. brought you here. Yeah. So this is our new podcast. It's called uh, Taya for Two. <laughs> Taylorian. Um, <laughs> You know, after this, she was in Fun with Dick and Jane, <laughs> which was a hit. Huge the hit. movie doesn't exist, yeah. but uh, no, was she, a hit. She did some movies after this, like A well, Ghost, Town, Ghost Town, which is super, over, super under, underrated. Movie. I think yeah. it's a good movie. I like movie. Ghost Town. I kind of like it. It has yeah. one of the best, like, line pairing endings ever where, she, you know, she's like, uh, it hurts to smile. You know, he's a dentist yes. and he's yeah. like, I can fix that for you. And then the movie ends. It's so good. It's really nice. She's great in it. I yeah. think I honestly maybe gave her a, a Griffey nom that year. Sure, yeah. She's really fucking good in it. Um, and then Tower Heist is the last movie she did, essentially. 
uh, where she played Special Agent Claire Denham. And I think she's very good in that. And then she was nominated to be Secretary of State, a position she she still holds in the Trump administration, which Which, I don't understand. Madam Secretary, she's still serving Uh, Uh, bravely Thursdays at 10. But yeah, so she did work and is working. But like this movie was a disaster for her. Oh, for this is, yeah. The film parts become. Spread out I mean, post the and, and then she Jane, hasn't made a movie in five years. Fun yeah. with Dick and Jane was a movie I think she shot either before or around the same time because that was a movie that took a while to get to theaters. That was also supposed to be Cameron Diaz who right. dropped out like two weeks before filming and mm-hmm. it was a big deal that it was like, oh, it was going to be two massive A-list stars yeah, and then suddenly like Cameron Diaz is out, who do you replace her with? Taylor Leone. Like this is huge. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and I even remember going She was also like, in Hollywood ending, let's not forget. Right. right. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember before this movie came out, when no one had seen it, but it was like James L. Brooks, he's been editing for a year, yeah, never well, count him out. It was like, the hot tip we hear is that it's a real showcase for Taylor Leone. Look out, save a spot in Best Actress. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a showcase. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, no, I remember hearing, okay, so yes, I was a big Oscar watcher at the time. I'm yep. sure you were I in a way, Richard. Yeah. Well, I was in college. And Would you I say was... you were an Oscar peeper? Yeah. Oh, here it comes. Because I know someone who was. <laughs> Just, I was like, are you going to do it or not? Producer Ben. Hey. Ben yeah, Producer. Producer Ben. Yes. Poet Laureate. I didn't really watch the critic. Oscars at, at this time. Uh-huh. Mr. Positive? I still don't. Mr. Positive? Yeah. Buckmaster? Mm-hmm. Meat Lover? Fart Detective? Yeah. Are you Professor Crispy? No. Can I wish you a Hello Fennel? Sure. But do it on the street and then in the sheets. That's a whole other thing. Okay. You sick and what? Um, not oh currently. God, Hold on. Let me take a sip. Okay. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. That's a loud so, sip. So now you're wet inside? <laughs> Soaking. Yeah. Uh, of course, you graduate to certain talks with a course of different majors, such as Kylo Ben Proust or Ben Kenobi, Ben I Chamelon, Ben Sait, Say Ben Anything, dot, 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 Ailey Ben's with the dollar sign, War Haas, Purdue Bane. And B nineteen the fennel maker and and Robo has God yes hey I you know what hot take guys I like this movie (laughs) this is the biggest twist of the whole podcast did you know this was coming did you have a spoiler I knew about this wow I kind of like this movie I think Tay is great. You know, oh, I know people like Tay's this. Tay's on days in this movie? Tay-Tay. <laughs> Tay's on Tay. <laughs> Spanglish. Tay's on day, Tay Diggs, and Tay Leone. <laughs> Woo! That's a hot take. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just got like 15 degrees warmer yeah, in here. It did get actually really hot. No, really I don't hot. know. I I thought this was kind of fun. Maybe the scenes play out a little long. <laughs> a little? You think so? Just so you, a little. So you, Do you think there was maybe like not quite enough narrative tissue to this one? <laughs> no, there's not enough. No, no, yeah, enough, enough oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, but how often does a college admissions essay have a strong <laughs> three-act structure, you know? That's true. What What is this where they were like, all right, here she is. Okay, she wrote a college admissions essay. Do you think they were like, oh, so uh, your mom's nice and these white yeah. women, <laughs> these white people sound awful? That's 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 the whole essay? Tell me like, more about yeah. this sandwich. How did, you, <laughs> how did you know all the private conversations that Taylor had with her mother? Yeah, that's true. She's in the room like <laughs> more than you see. Yeah. Keep it. <laughs> this essay has a lot of digressions about her grandmother's alcoholism. <laughs> And honestly, or not her grandmother, her, right. her, her, her mother. But her on the page, her mom seems fine. Right. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. right. yeah, your your mother's boss's mother. Yeah. I mean, the first note I'd give is, you know, stick to your thesis. This is about how your mother's your hero. The salary negotiation scene is interesting, but yeah. I'm pretty sure you were at school when you right. wrote this, this down. This jazz crooner trying to kick Frank the bottle. That was when Frank Bruni called my mother's boss 
the, quite simply the best chef in the world. Ben found this movie charming. Yeah. Yeah, Ben's into it. I really, I've, I honestly I've got a big smile. It. It's yeah. not a bit, guys. No, ben liked totally this movie. Not a bit. You I won by it. You ordered the Blu-ray. I did. How did you feel about the fact that it was eight hours long? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I felt like after watching it, uh-huh. I was like, "That was a well-spent evening." <laughs> sure. And then you looked outside, and the sun was rising. <laughs> that was the thing about it. Yeah. I, I watched it on a Sunday afternoon, and I just watched as it got darker and darker outside. I was like, "This is so long." I started this at noon. <laughs> God, is it long? Yeah, boy. So yes. Well, as you were, as I was saying, I was an Oscar watcher. It felt like dinner theater for me because I ate while I was watching it. Did you a eat a sandwich? Meals, right? Yeah, yeah. breakfast, meals, lunch, right. and dinner. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> yeah. He made a yeah. stew while you were. You, you did the full Jimmy McMillan while watching. This oh, my Coco Van is done now. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> so, oh boy. Uh, uh, you were an Oscar watcher at the time. Yeah, I was as well. But you were very big in the, I was on the, on forums, the, me- the forums, the message right. boards. You were riding the boards, and it's like treading the boards. I should say. Yeah, I was treading the the forum, the board forums, and so like the hot movies of 2004. You had The Aviator. Mm-hmm. You had Ray. Mm-hmm. Sideways Neverland. was a critical darling. Oh uh, yeah, Sideways. That's right. Which I guess took the Spanglish slot. Right. <laughs> and you had Million Dollar Baby came in late, and you know stole a lot of thunder. It's the spoiler. But everyone was like, well, keep some. You know, room for Spanglish. Yeah. Like James L. Brooks made a movie. It's mm-hmm. about Cloris Leachman hasn't won in decades. This is gonna be her comeback <laughs> role. Like people like kept on tipping. And, and it. there was yeah. definitely some talk of like Tay Leone. There was also a lot of like Paz Vega. Of She's course. like Reagan. the ingenue. Yeah. This is gonna be like a supporting actress uh yeah. contender. Uh yeah. And then it came out and it I is. mean everyone was like <laughs> 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 It actually got uh, a SAG nomination Cloris Leachman got a SAG nomination yeah. Yeah. really? yeah and uh, I feel like it got one other nom- it got a Golden Globe nomination for best score Hans Zimmer Hans sure. Zimmer who's um, like weirdly one of James L. Brooks's closest collaborators and sure. on the Criterion broadcast news is like so effusive and like 17 different talking head interviews talking about how he's like his favorite filmmaker well, the blob sound effect was originally in terms of endearment yes <laughs> right correct <laughs> um <laughs> I just imagine uh, it also was nominated for three AARP movies for grown ups. <laughs> this is a movie for grown ups. Best screenwriter, best actress, Clarice Leachman. That's right, actress. <laughs> and AARP, she's an actress. Did they watch a different cut than us? And best intergenerational film. Jesus That's right. Christ. Do you want to know what one? Yeah. Uh, that year, 2004. Wait, let me take a guess. Imagine losing an ARP. Okay, I gotta say, for grownups, I gotta yeah. say, best intergenerational film. Here are the five nominees. This is a great lineup. Okay, okay. The winner was Miracle, which is fine. It's a fine movie. Gavin O'Connor. I guess yeah. it's intergenerational because it's like he's the coach and they're the yeah, you know. yeah. Then Badass. Remember Badass by Melvin Van Peebles, Mario Van oh, Peebles. Yeah, that's a great oh. movie. Yeah. Spanglish. Monsieur Ibrahim with fucking Omar Sharif. Remember yeah. that movie? Yeah. And then The Five Obstructions, the oh, Lars von Trier oh. movie. <laughs> Those are the five nominees. <laughs> I think that's a great list. So, so a Lars von Trier movie and Spanglish were nominated together. Correct. For something. Correct. Well, they originally thought Spanglish was one of the obstructions. (laughs) It was. (laughs) That was the confusion. Lars Montier watched it and he was like, oh, God. Can you imagine Thomas Hayden Church's agent calling up and going, like, Tom, look, I know you rapped on that dumb fucking wine indie. I finally got you a shot at the Oscar. You're playing. You're gonna back the a real car estate agent onto a driveway, out of a driveway, onto the road. That was like my favorite uh, uh, trailer bit of 2016. 
was uh, after Moonlight had come out, anytime the Collateral Beauty trailer came on and uh, had the moment where Naomi Harris delivers her big, like, but there is Collateral Beauty all around us. If you just know where to look, I would turn to whoever I was with and go like, Naomi, I know you got that dumb fucking Moonlight thing out of your system, <laughs> but it's time for you to get an Oscar nom. <laughs> I got Collateral Beauty right here. A movie I like. I know. Uh, never you know seen what? It. I, I land closer to your take than most people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it a lot less than you do, but I think it is not on the book of Henry scale of horrificness. No, and I think it's trying to do something nice. It doesn't really work. Um, yeah. I mean, Spanglish is trying to do something nice as well, but it fails spectacularly. I think this, sure. the script for Collateral Beauty is kind of a nightmare, but I think it's yeah. kind of handsomely made. I, 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 and it's I, got I think some it's good performances. Beautifully filmed. Franco. Yeah. I think it's Franco. really well filmed. Um, yeah. And everyone is pretty good in it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't mind it. I mean, because it's so. It's a movie that's like easy to be like, eh, it's stupid and make fun of it, but like it's also got it's got some fucked morality like oh, stretch. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Hold that thought. Um Ben, Ben, ben I want to talk about this new betting that I've discovered. What is it? What is it? It's Brooklynin.com. Brooklynin like bed sheets. Oh, sure. I've seen yeah. these ads on the subway. Well, I had to, actually. I actually even talked to people at Audio Boom where I was like, I like those Brooklynin ads. I want some Brooklynins. They look cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you spend you spend a third of your life in, in your sheets. You know? Yeah. It's time to, you know, it's a good, good idea to upgrade them. Get better sheets. You're spending eight hours a day. At least. At least. Hello. Get some good sheets. I prefer 10, personally. Well, you know. Yeah, perfect world. Um, so yeah, so we we've got this new sponsor, Brooklyn.com. They they make the best, most comfortable sheets with uh, no big markup, and uh, they've got you know different like levels of comfort depending on uh, what kind of sheets you like. Uh, they were founded in April 2014 by husband and wife team, Vicky and Rich Fulop, and uh, their philosophy is just the most beautiful, comfortable home essentials with no crazy prices. I like that. Yeah, they don't they don't do markups, they don't do fees. They found out that like most betting is marked up like three three hundred percent. And uh they just sort of did away with that and they've like won the best online betting category at good housekeeping, you know. This is these it's it's like fancy sheets, but it's not so expensive. Also, I'm wondering, do they have versatile colors and patterns? <laughs> ben. Yeah. I am so glad you asked that question. What's up? They have versatile colors oh, and patterns. Thank God. Because like, you know, you can get your gray, your blues, your whites, your sure, blacks. But, sure. ooh, you want a stripe? Yes. A little saucy stripe? Mm-hmm. I want a pattern. Maybe you want to mix things up? Maybe I want a vaporwave sheet. Uh, sure. I think vaporwave might be in like beta for them right now. The, cool. va- the vaporwave sheets. Cool, cool. Maybe you want a solid flat sheet, but then, you know, pattern on the duvet, whatever, man. I like They it. can mix and match. Uh, anyway, uh... My Brooklyn and Sheets, I got the Lux brand personally. I'm, I consider myself did. a pretty Lux guy. Humble brag. <laughs> uh, are the best, most comfortable sheets that I've slept on. They, uh, yeah, instant instant upgrade over the, uh, look, I'm not going to disparage, but like the the crap I had before. And uh, we we have an exclusive offer for our listeners. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you'll get $20 off and free shipping if you use promo code check at brooklinen.com. Um, they're so confident that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. So if you you know want $20 off and free shipping, you use promo code check at brooklinen.com. You got the promo code? 
Maybe I should give it to you one more time. Well, I was wondering, how do I make a check sign? Oh, thank you. Thank you for, for bringing this up. See, I, I, there was, it was a sort of a lost expression in your eyes. Yeah, no, I was like trying to think, is it command option <laughs> nine? No, you go to B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code check. Oh, okay. The word check, like in the title of our podcast. I get it. All right, so that's Brooklyn and the best sheets ever. Uh, so James L. Brooks in between as good as it gets in Spanglish you know he produces What About Joan <laughs> and writing Cars with Boys and he's doing a lot of The Simpsons I guess so I don't know how involved he is with The Simpsons by that point I think you know, he's in the, still in the late very 90s. hands on on the show by all accounts hands on by all accounts alright yes um, but let's also I don't also- think he's doing much he also of course Famously, just takes a long time to write his movies. It's, he like he, he really does, like attacks them from right, like all angles. Seven right. years in between each film, pretty much. And he also, you know, at this point, Gracie Films has had a couple very successful graduates. Dun, 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 dun. But he is like, I want to nurture voices and let them direct their own scripts. Like Yardley and, Smith, like Yardley Smith, great voice, yes, actress. voices like Hank Azaria. <laughs> no, you fool. <laughs> Uh, Wes Anderson, you know, Bottle mm-hmm. Rocket and, and uh, Cameron Crowe with Say Anything. Um, he's now had like a couple protégés who have gone on to like, yeah. you know, by this point, like Wes Anderson's ascended, Cameron Crowe's ascended. He also Crow's worked ascended. on, a, yeah, right, Jerry Maguire. Right, right. Yeah. right. Um, so, you know, As Good As It Gets was coming off of a flop, a film that had a very belabored production schedule. <laughs> People weren't sure how it was going to turn out. And then it's a huge fucking success. Wins, Oscars. Wins a bunch of Oscars. So everyone goes like, well, yeah, I mean, never bet against Brooks. Takes his time. He casts Sandler, one of the biggest leading men at this point in time. Sure. He had done Punch Drunk Love, right? Yes, he cast yes. him off of that. Okay. Yes, yeah. he liked his performance in Punch Drunk Love. But he was on a pretty solid run of Sandler comedies at this point in terms of box office. In terms of box office, Absolutely. Yes. In terms of acclaim, no. Didn't have that one. He'd yeah done one prestige move, and he did, and he didn't have that kind of mean energy that he developed later. You know. Yeah. Sure. Um. And and all that resentment people have about the shitty Netflix movies and like his weird thing and funny people like this is like he's still kind of beloved and 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 the sense of him feeling lazy. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, the thing that Paul Thomas Anderson tapped into really well is the like central anger of Adam Sandler, which is the key to making him work. Right. It is, And it's what Baumbach uh, uses so well in um, Meyerowitz stories. And, it's the yeah. juxtaposition between his sort of like, oh, bashful little boy, mumbly kind right. of and like, then, like puppy this, dog like, thing. Rage and then this like rage coiled inside. rage right, yeah. inside. And as rain, rain Over Me showed, it's best when it's on a Segway. <laughs> yes. It's right. best when playing PlayStation right. 2. Um, I think Don shortly after this point, yeah. uh, Sandler crosses a threshold where he becomes a little too old for the man-boy thing to be charming. Mm-hmm. Well, just visually, after this, the next year is the longest yard, right. which whatever, that's just whatever. sort of a gimme sports. Right. Then he does uh, click. Then he does click, which is him being like, let me make another big daddy, sort of heartstring tugger. Right. And, and move into my 40s. To sure, to, right. sure, I'm about growing up. And right. then, then he does... Uh, the double whammy of Rain Over Me and I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. I Now Pronounce yeah. You Chuck and Larry is a tough one to shake. A film written by Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor. Yeah, I mean, some some version of that film was written by them, right? They, I like, believe, wrote the original right, version. Right. And, which I uh, heard was good. Yeah, sure. Prob- I, I, I could buy that it was better. Yeah, yeah yes. Uh, of course, they, they shrunk someone in that movie. They though. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was they I Now Pronounce You Tiny and Little. <laughs> uh, and then Zohan in 08. 
and I'll, bedtime stories. You know, Zohan's Zohan. great. Bedtime, bedtime stories is a disaster. Are Zohan's? Right? I, I've seen it. Are its what are its politics like? Interesting. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Weird. I mean, weird. I mean, its politics are nominally like you know that the peace is a good thing and everyone yeah. should just be friends. But, uh, but he's like in Mossad in the movie, correct. right? Yeah. 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 Like but, what's interesting about Zohan is that the politics aren't good and they're not bad. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. like elements it of both. It's like, actually trying to tackle it. Like it's not being like glib. A, stu- a studio comedy about yeah. Israel no, is crazy. It was crazy. written yeah. by Apatow, Smigel, and Sandler. And I remember reading this long article in the Times about them being like, can you write funny jokes about is the Israel-Palestine conflict? it was also conflict. like they tried to write it when Sandler first got big and had mm-hmm. like his first called Big Hits. And they were like, right. great, here's our passion project. And they were like, go fuck yourself. No. It took yeah. like 10 more years Here's of Sandler. Here's my passion project. Writes no as an on A-lister. a piece of paper. Right. right. Like it was like post Big Daddy they tried to make this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then 10 years later and then Apatow had become bigger. They finally like yeah. got them. It's yeah. just, it has a lot of weird funny jokes. There's something, I haven't seen it in a long time, but yeah. I remember. Uh, but then Bedtime Stories, Grown Ups. It's That's where right. that's where he's really it's slipping bed- into just like, I'll just do a movie. Bedtime Stories is the one with Carrie Russell. Yes. Uh, yes, okay. and um, uh, Russell Brand's in that Correct. one. Who's the love interest in Click or the wife? Uh, Beckinsale. Beckinsale. Oh, God, that's right. And then in Grown Ups, yeah. it's Hayek. Right. Chuck and Larry, it's And then in Just Go With It, it's like a sandwich of Nicole Kidman, Jennifer Aniston, and Brooklyn Decker or something, right? Like everyone's Kidman throwing Kidman is a rival at- for Aniston. Okay. Aniston's okay. his that's fake right. wife because Decker's his real girlfriend, but he has to seem like he has a family Anderson in order to works get a for him. promotion. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. something like just, that. Just go with it. Just go yeah. with it. That's the other thing. The movie's become like, he's now insanely uh, wealthy. Mm-hmm. He lives a very, very luxurious life, but is miserable, mm-hmm. is mean to everyone around him, and dates beautiful, beautiful women who he resents. You mean in his movies? In the movies. Right. Yeah, and then yeah. that becomes like, Spanglish weirdly But in the middle of the all beginning. that, he makes funny people, which is like this confessional, this like, self-reflexive, great movie. Right, yeah, yeah, right. right. Anyway. Um, Sandler. He's a fascinating Yeah, career. so this movie, like, James L. Brooks clearly sees the, like, punch-drunk love thing where yeah. everyone sort of went, like, oh, he clearly is, like, a good actor if you know how to use him, well, if you frame him in the right way. He sees the Albert Brooks in him. A hundred percent. Right? Yes. But yes. then what's yes. weird is he completely neuters him in this movie. He just wants to make him the shy puppy dog thing. Mm-hmm. He is so inoffensive in this movie and it's so bizarre because uh, Taylioni is so strident and yes. so unlikable. Yes. Yeah. Everything is her fault. And so tone deaf and right. right. And, and does, they try to make Sailor does, totally she does, innocent. Like, ta- yeah. But not only that, yeah, and he is. He's like right. a dumb little well, puppy. To, to, yeah. to, the, to the extent that, I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but like yeah. when, in the scene at the end at the restaurant between him and Paz Vega, when they finally express something about their emotions, you yeah. A, have no idea where they came from. Right. No, and none. B, it's like two little kids. Yeah. Yes. Because they're both so, I mean, she gets they're angry in, and he no, gets angry. No, they're infantilized. But like, they it's are totally weird. infantilized he seems by this developmentally disabled in this movie because of the way the character is written. Yeah, you know? No, totally. He's, yeah. look, I think there's some germ of an idea that he's like, it's like, oh, he's the good cop and she's the bad cop. Right. right? Like, right. That is expressed at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But he, like you say, he wrote the Albert Brooks character in Broadcast News. Like, he knows how to find the interesting part of that character. Yes. Like the, the sort of hang dog, nice guy, you know. Which, but that's yeah. the and then thing he just forgot to put it in this character. Loses no, is it's that, not like, there. In Broadcast News, he makes Albert Brooks, who's the guy you want to root for, also a piece of shit. Right. And say a bunch of really awful stuff. Right. And he makes uh, William Hurt, who's the guy who's a piece of shit who you want to root against, do a lot of very nice things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, but he doesn't, right. Yeah. What he used Everyone's to get. Everyone's complex. Right. right. And in this movie, no one is complex. <laughs> and you loved it. What, what are your thoughts? I, you're well, burning up on that mic. 
I just wanted to say I think uh, Sandler's one of the the great comic yellers. Agreed. And they don't use great him yelling. at yeah. all. No. They, no, there's only a couple of moments. Yeah. So I really agree. Like that's I think, the moment you bottle the rage and then have it like burst out. He didn't yeah. get to do anything in this no. movie. No. Uh, again, I do like it though. I mean, it's just like his yeah. character. <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't get enough. He just seems tired this whole movie. Very tired. Yeah. yeah. And he even says at one point, like, can I just get, he, like, he just complains about everyone kind of bringing their shit to him and, right. and, and whatever. And it's like, do you just want to leave the movie? Adam? <laughs> right. Like, are I you just does. Well, yeah. and I'll say, like, a terrible movie that I think he's very good in, and you're probably about to get really angry at me, is Men, Women, and Children. Uh, I, that's an awful movie. It's an he's awful movie. fine. I think it. he's yes. very good in it. Very good is strong, but he's, he's, he's pretty good. I'll stand for it. But the, I dare you to watch that movie again. <laughs> I never will, but I really like his performance in it. But I think that's one where he doesn't ever blow up, but they use yeah. the fact that you can see the simmer underneath it. Yeah. Like on the surface, that performance, he also just seems like a totally zoned out, yeah. sort of like hand-packed well, dude. Well, a, lo- a lot of times when com- comedic actors go serious, they right. just t- t- you know turn off all affect and they're just like exactly. completely blank. Right. right. And I think he does that to some extent, but like, at his best, there is a sort of fluidity. There, like yeah. there is, you know, dimension to it, um, but uh, it's not always employed. It's kind of like how Mark Wahlberg can be great if he's in the right thing. Yes, but like if he's not, he's horrible. Like well, he's yes. terrible in all the money he's in the terrible. world. Well, he's well, terrible. We had a long talk about it. the thing with Mark Wahlberg is he needs to play someone who has a chip on their shoulder. He right. needs to play a character that has something to prove. Right. If you put him in all the money in the world, and it's like this guy's got it all figured out. Trust him. He is so boring. Yeah. He's like a comedian going straight. Yeah. Where he loses all his energy. Um, Paz Vega. <laughs> I don't Paz know. Vega. <laughs> no, no. It's just every scene with Sandler is someone comes, like you say, someone yeah. comes to him and is like, blah, 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 you know, like there's some uh, conflict, and he's okay, like, okay, uh, right. Uh, right, what's going uh, on? Uh, All right, uh, it should yeah. be okay. Uh, Which is where you kind of want to infer some autobiography on Brooks's part, right? Because yeah. you're like, why else is this this way? You know, like why why, why is the movie so imbalanced between, yeah. the, you know, the, the two leads? I mean, I guess Pass Vegas is ostensibly the third lead, right, of the movie. I mean, right. sure. Yeah. She's the lead, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But, but I mean, the movie. It's a three-hander. Yeah. But she's yeah. so non-human in yeah, a way yes. that like she doesn't even register as one of the main, you know, characters. Um, I don't know, but but like at the same time, I don't know, David, you and I were talking about it, like over text a little bit, like is this a movie about James L. Brooks trying to justify why he wants to fuck his maid? Like maybe that was it. I don't know. What, maybe, but like he wasn't really dealing. with I think the, it's a guilty you know, movie. It's a guilt. There's something guilty. There's something I just don't guilty. know. But I, I don't mean like that. He's guilty of a crime. No, like, I think the movie. It's a white guilty movie. Is a white guilt movie yeah. about like a class I, guilt, right? In a class right. guilt movie, but I can't believe that I employ these like human beings to yeah. do like bullshit in my house and, and, so, and they're real people and right. I need to acknowledge that I know that I'm in a bubble right yeah. and right. rather than figure out how to break out of that bubble I'm gonna make a movie about being in the bubble right but right. then the movie's just gonna feel like like told from the like the most far away bubble possible you know I, what I mean so like like, yeah. I, like two years ago I think my family and I went to a Thanksgiving dinner with my grandmother not to throw my grandmother under the bus but I'm about to throw my grandmother under the bus because I kept on thinking about this while watching Spanglish and there was like, we were in Tennessee where my fucking family goes for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And there was like a, a band playing music, right? Mm-hmm. There were a couple guys with like banjos and stuff. And she just turned to me and she went, oh, I look at people like that and I wonder who, who are they? What lives do they live? And I went, I was probably a musician. Oh, and then boy. she went and wrote and directed Spanglish. Right, like that's what this movie feels like. Yeah. James L. Yeah. Brooks overheard that conversation. Right. Was, oh, fascinating. Right, like he was like, oh, I just had a profound thought. My maid has a life. Right. Yeah. right. My maid has this interiority an and agency. You guys are missing the point. It's like a, it's like a modern Dylan song. 
You know what Please. I mean? Or it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Tom thought. Waits song or something. It's like, over here, you got the maid. You know, she escaped from Mexico with her daughter. You know, you got, like, the struggling housewife. Maybe she's taking pills and stuff. You know, over here, here's the chef. He's accomplished, but... You know, he's trying to connect with his kids. He doesn't get along with his wife. Here's the fat girl. You know what I mean? It's like an ensemble. I mean, five stars. <laughs> Best picture. I have to <laughs> apologize to Sony Pictures Home Entertainment because they're now going to have to reissue Spanglish with it's like a modern Tom Waits song as the pole. Well, Scarlett Johansson's going to re- remake it. That's what's yes. going to happen. Yes. Uh, geez, that's great. Three comedy points. Um Yes, I, it, this movie just feels to me of that sort of bubbly, like, faux empathy of, like, look at me. I want you to know that I'm considering— Can you believe I figured this out? They're, that's a they person. have lives. Yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah. I think that there is something— uh, I, <laughs> My grandmother's not a nice person. Yeah. It's the most insane movie right But um, <laughs> there is something—there is a glimmer of an idea there that works, and I think that when he's trying to articulate, like— uh, Have you guys seen Dear Evan Hansen? Uh, I have, yes. Have you? I, I, yes, I have. I do not yeah. like that musical at all. Mm-hmm. But one thing it gets right is that that awkward social tension of the ki- the kid wanting to spend more time at the friend's house because uh-huh. the parents are nicer to him yes. or they have more shit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that that's a very familiar sort of like just, you know, kind of quotes hitty and just like social angst that people have. Mm-hmm. And I think that Spanglish yeah. does that really well in certain moments of like, Taylor not realizing that like taking the girl out, you right. know, is, is a big deal or just like the, the kind of casual approach to money where she's like $50 is a lot of money, you know? Yes. And so I think if yeah. you get stuck Those on that Those scenes are tack, decent little ideas, yeah. like little tiny stories That's within. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the reason why we're covering James L. Brooks is that even when he whiffs, there are slivers that are yeah. so frustrating because you're like, you're onto something insightful. You can't figure out how to articulate it. And it's also buried in a pile of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think like you look at Terms of Endearment, which has a very epic scope to it, mm-hmm. but is a very focused story. It's just about the relationship between these two women with a lot of other characters coming in and out of their lives. Broadcast news is about the dynamic of the three of them, but it has so much going on. Yeah. And then he starts to go like, you've said the thing about how you think some performances ruin some actors. Mm-hmm. Like, Cape uh, Blanchett doing Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, yeah. On stage, she's never been able to totally drop Right. Blanche Dubois since then. Sure. And I feel like similarly broadcast news ruined uh, James L. Brooks and that he keeps on trying to be like, you know, like the thing I did on broadcast news. Yeah, right. he, he, sure. he becomes self-conscious. I'm doing a thousand yeah. plot lines. Yeah. I have a hundred characters. I'm considering okay. a bunch of different elements. Yes. Yeah. But broadcast news, right, has the advantage that it's set in a news station, right? It has like, whereas a like, world he totally then, understood like, and things just get like, studying. as good yeah. as it gets, his whole pitch is like, what if a guy was an asshole? Like right. that's his whole pitch for as Which good as it mind gets. You, good as it gets, he rewrote a preexisting script. Sure. Right. Yes. yes. It wasn't and, his idea. And I like his, his, I, I rewatched yeah. as good as it gets over, over the holiday. Yeah. Um, and, um, it's a good, it's still a good movie. I like it. But I'm like, half and half on it. But, yeah. but, well, I mean, people will listen to our episode. They will. It's right. one of those things where it's like, well, no, the character is a racist, yes. sexist, right. yeah. homophobe. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just he the character. A lot of shit. But Brooks got away with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think he was like, oh, so like I'm good. I, I have, sure. I, I've and got to figure Nicholson. it out. Nicholson. Also, it helps yeah. when you have a guy well, who's right. proven like the audience follows him wherever right. he goes. So, yes. so maybe yeah. that kind of emboldened him to be like, okay, well, now I'm going to tackle this thing I see every day in LA. Right. Yeah, but, and it's like, no, but you didn't. But that's not the same thing. Right. But I'm right. That's true. But also, as good as it gets, the pitch is the guy's an asshole. The Spanglish, the pitch is 
nothing. There's no pitch. This no. movie doesn't have a story at all. And also, as you say, like the apart from it's a Tom Waits song, and now yeah. I understand that, <laughs> and it is a Tom Waits song, yeah, and I think we need to get that on the record. Song. But like the whole pitch of the movie is she moves to Malibu for three months with these people, right? right I guess, like, which is so right. Uh, un- but, you know, but as you said, like the daughter angle is the most interesting angle to the movie. Uh-huh. It's weirdly the superstructure because of this fucking college essay in the narration. But so often she kind of gets lost within the main body of the film other than as narration or like a bargaining chip between these people. Sure. And yeah. I also think that dynamic is interesting. But the way it's so often played is uh, <laughs> Tay Leone cannot stop buying stuff for this girl. Like yeah. pathologically, well, that's the way that she purchasing. expresses both love right. and also criticism is and that, by buying right. stuff. For and that Pas right. Vega hates money. Like I'm saying, the reductive way it ends up coming yeah, across yeah, sure, very sure, often sure. in the movie is just mm-hmm. like Pas Vega throws money at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it does like, happen. Burns two every times gift. In a row. Right. Okay. Let's get into the uh, the story of Spanglish, which I just alleged does not exist. But. Okay. So it starts with a envelope being opened in a college admissions boardroom. I really wish that was like, I know it's not that far in the future because the girl's 12 years old, but it was like there were like jet packs and <laughs> she, you know, like flying cars yeah, yeah, going yeah, by. Yeah. Like it was like Clifford, you know? Kenny and Jim should make a, a sci-fi movie. Bicentennial Man is there reading essay. <laughs> exactly. This is a good one. I, I know he doesn't talk like that. Has there, um, has there ever been she a, did. a good college admissions essay movie made? Because it's a, it's a weird well, well. I know you want to talk about admission now. Well, and also. I uh, think that's an underrated movie. Me and, and Earl and the Dying Girl. Oh God, that's oh God. right. Which is the same movie where it's all oh the superstructure no. of here's I how I learned movie. from other yeah. people. And I hate that structure where he's I, like, yeah. and when she died, I really learned a lot. You know, yeah. Bates yeah. College. <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. It is. I, I, was, uh, I was very close to being the boy in admission. And I, I, I felt a real missed opportunity because I read that script and I was like, oh fuck, this is going to be an Oscar player. Oh, well, it I wasn't that. It comes no, out in January. Yeah, no it came one out in knows January, that like 18 months later. Yeah. Um, but no, I I think the device is unfair because it the, the the daughter isn't really a character. I mean, she is, but she's Correct. she's just kind of this thing. And Correct. no, and she's yeah, she's, right. she's not really. She is played by Shelby Bruce. And also, I you know I know that like these are supposed to be complicated characters, and we'll get to it. But like the decision that Pasvaka's character makes at the end, vis a vis her schooling, and mm. uh, it, that to me, it's like no. No, just like they, th- this is not such a tribal ide- ideology that like they will not let them do anything in in this sort of white world or whatever. Yeah, I mean, but uh, that right. is how James L. Brooks thinks of it because well, right. in the beginning of the movie yeah. is uh, uh, what's the daughter's name? Um, Christina Spanglish. Uh, yes, Christina Spanglish. <laughs> yeah. uh, as she tells her story, like her mother. Um, Immigrated to America. It's her hero. You have to write a college essay on, uh, yeah, on she's your writing hero. About her right. hero. They, they don't mother. stay in Texas because it's not Hispanic enough. Right. Uh, they go to Los Angeles. 72% or whatever they 48. Uh, 72. I mean, that's... A, 96? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 420. Uh, oh, <laughs> come on. I don't know. I don't come know. on. <laughs> We're just saying numbers. Uh, and then apparently they live in Los Angeles in like the part where like no white person They're is They're like living visited. on Olivera Street, basically. Right. Like, they right. live in yeah. fucking Diagon alley where you have to like tap on the right brick to enter you right, know right and she's literally never and then they they say like she doesn't you know. speak this is why she doesn't speak english i think this is james l right. brooks's like right. uh, explanation but no matter she learns it three days later so right. yeah well uh excuse me imdb trivia excuse me the tape that floor uses to learn english is a real tape excuse me correction that's a piece floor floor <laughs> i'm terrible at rolling my r's it's just floor. Bad i was trying Jewish. to do it i can't floor. do it or, should, we're Jews. We should be able to do that. Uh, we should be able to do that. Um, uh, Paz Vega uh, spoke uh, no English when she was cast in the film. Right. 
And uh, they had a translator on set who had to translate between her and James L. Brooks for That's real crazy. on the set. Wow. Spanglish. And she kept being like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 and every like, time they gave her a paycheck, she'd throw it back <laughs> at James L. Brooks. And I, walk to the bus. Yeah. Um, I can imagine James L. Brooks was like, this is great. It's like Spanglish. Yeah. It's the movie right. I made. So meta. <laughs> yeah. um, you're in Los Angeles, which is 48% um, Hispanic. Right. I think you mean 115, but go on. Uh, it's 187%. Um, why, do, why, is, why cast a Spanish from Spain actress in this role? I, mm-hmm. My guess is that this is just not something that pops into a casting agent's head at this time, right? I mean, it well, has to I mean, be. They said there were, three, there were three heavy contenders for the role. Yeah. There was Eva Mendez. Who okay. was big yes. at this moment? Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yes. There was Eva Longoria, who was really popping at this moment. Yeah. Because well, like she was Desperate one. Housewives is this year, so Correct. it had just started. Right. right. So yeah, yeah, she yeah. was like a big deal. Yeah. Right. And then Poth Vega had not done an American film. Right. But Sex and Lucia was like this big independent sort of thing. Right. And she was the surprise winner of the role. Right. Um, despite right. being the wrong ethnicity. Right. For the Eva film. Longoria is the only one of the actresses we just named who's Mexican because Eva Mendes is Cuban. Oh, really? And, okay. Yes. And Path Vega is Spanish and she's. Which, and, and the yes. thing about her being Spanish, like, that's a, that's a racial problem. I mean, yeah. if oh, you want to yeah, break it down, it's an lines. accent thing. Yeah. yeah. She's I mean, European. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, like, because she had been in Talk to Her. She's, yes. uh, in, you know, the naked body that they, in the weird short film part of that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And she'd been in the Tay Leone husband? Sandler. <laughs> right. Sarah Steele. Um, oh. And she's in Sex and Lucia, which was right. like this sort of like racy Spanish movie from right. the, like 2000, which I remember like the fuss that one caused. Everyone's uncle couldn't stop raving exactly. about it. Because <laughs> it was like the movie that your older relatives would right. be like, I yeah. usually take him to foreign films and he hates them, but he loved this one. <laughs> I just I thought it was well shot. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was the Rochelle Rochelle of its year. Right. It's a movie with like on-screen masturbation and stuff. Sure. It's one of those. Yeah. You know, but like this Spain movie makes like 18 of those a year. I mean, you know, like but this you know. one pop. People like it. <laughs> um, but got, she, yeah. like, and I remember Gail Garcia Bernal uh, was in Bad Education, the Amor of Our Movie. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, when is that? Is that Same year, 2003 or is it 2004? I think it's 2004. And, like, I remember the fuss people made because he's Mexican, like, where they were like, you know, I knew Spanish people who were like, he really nailed the accent. Like, it's so hard and he mm-hmm. really pulled it off. Like, what an impressive achievement. I don't know how she's doing with her accent. Because again, I'm not. I, I don't have the ear for this. Not Spanish but speakers. Might not be uh, very good. Feels off to me. I don't know. It feels off. But yeah. I can't speak from no any idea. place of knowledge. That said, yeah. I think she's good in the movie. In yes, as much as yeah. she's yeah. a very charismatic performer. Like, yeah. yeah. I think she is good in the movie. Her character just doesn't make any I think sense. Most people, most of the actors in this movie are like in a vacuum kind of good. Yeah. But it's just like I don't know. Yeah. I I can't really endorse every it. single character is ill conceived. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Or maybe it's more like a ballad. <laughs> so she's she moved to L.A. Is this your favorite movie we've ever covered on the podcast, Ben? Yeah, it's like top ten. Top, top ten. ten. Yeah, ben should do a ranking someday. Yeah. So they moved to L.A., but then why does she need? They have two jobs. More money. That she has two this jobs. Amount. Oh, they they right. set it up that. Oh, oh she's that boy at, puts a hand on Christina's yeah, ass. She's at a, oh, a, right. a dance or something, yes. and she sees that, and she's like, "Oh, I can't work at night because if I do, she's you know, going to get in trouble." Right. Um, so she has to have a job that pays, you know, at a, least four hundred and fifty dollars. Well, she works during the day rather than having to work right. at night and can right. right be home with her. So right. she's super overprotective, and that, but but so to, to to be more protective, she decides to get a job all the way across the town. <laughs> yes, right. like 
where she has to take a bus right to the other side of town. Right. She gets this job because her sister knows someone or her cousin or something. Cousin, yeah. Yeah, you right. know, like Who functions as a translator, which Tay Leone thinks that she's interviewing the cousin for the job. Uh-huh. Until and she that, realizes. And that interview yeah. scene is one of the strangest things so I've seen in a long time. It's so... That's, so, right. Full this floppy is, hat, sunglasses. And this, this is, is where this it's is, like the movie is, is like yeah. getting injected into us like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like right. real like... Right. It, it turns into existence at this yeah. point. And it's you're like really... a thing that's tapped into our spine <laughs> you're right. that we're having to experience. Right. We're like, what? Yeah, yeah, like contact lenses are being put on our eyes. It's a squid at this point, right? This movie. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And it's so um, unnerving because you're trying to figure out what Taylor is doing or who she's supposed to be. Right. And she just keeps kind of zigging and zagging. You're like, what? What? What is the energy? Simultaneously, Leachman zigging and zagging. So you're like, which one am I supposed to be watching? It's like you're trying to beat up a ball and shell. Furiously. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's three card Monty. (laughs) And you're like, which one should I be paying attention to? Someone's trying to con me here. (laughs) I just don't know who. Someone's stealing my money. (laughs) Right. Um, but it's a very bizarre scene in which Taylor Leone keeps on like saying kind of offensive things and then over explaining her like shame over yeah. what she said. Oh, and they, they they have the cousin inexplicably walk into a glass, do- glass wa- door. Is, they've never seen glass before. Oh apparently. no, I forgot oh, about God, that. Right, this right. kind of seals the interview right away. In fact, because yeah, right. the first thing they do is walk into a glass door. Because it's too clean or whatever, I guess. I don't, you know, right. right, and then Taylor only tips her $20 for her. Taylor only gives it's her money. money. She has a she little has pot. <laughs> she has a coffee cup. Just full of, is a coffee $50,000 like, in it, I swear to God. $20 bills. And it's like, is that a thing? I've never seen that before. Like, I could imagine a coffee can with loose change in it, right? Sure. right. But it's a like, jar, it's like a money clip of 20s are in yeah. there. Like, yeah. it's like so much money. And it's just like on the counter. <laughs> it's like something a drug dealer would have. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, like my grandparents used to keep like an envelope of cash in their like un- underwear drawer for like, sure. you know, emergencies. Right, but, but like, they were like $2 bills. Right. Like, was, like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. four of them, yeah. look. So we have- He's at a print, The Ricky. cousin's nose Do you is, know that, Ricky? God, this is the thing about Spanglish. Every scene is like the Zapruder film where you want to like, just like slow it down and like frame by frame. So- the cousin's nose is bleeding because she hit her face on the glass. Right. Tan Leone is point. monologuing yeah. about three things at once, including that she should have gotten stickers for the glass door. And she says, I'm not mad. I'm not As mad. As if she would be mad that mad. the woman Which walked is like her, her catchphrase. I yeah. think right. that's what James L. Brooks like started with that and yeah. built the whole character around right. it. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> I'm not mad. And then she like throws money at her and then she's like, I just did that. Was I supposed to do that? Why did I do that? You know, she's like questioning her she's own She's got no madness. internal monologue. Right. Right. And then finally they sit down. She realizes she's interviewing this other woman who doesn't even speak English. Yeah. And a salary negotiation begins and she asks for $1,000 a week and everyone's quiet and then they all start laughing and then like, so now they've established like because oh, that's a big thing. The ceiling Which, like, of the money she can ask fifty thousand dollars a year for that job when it's six days a week and yes. it's like morning till and night. Do whatever the fuck you like, want is reasonable, right? A hundred percent, right? Is this but, movie set in like nineteen seventy nine? Like, why is that unreasonable? But but also, uh, Taylioni uh, makes her really uncomfortable talking about how beautiful she is. Yes, oh god, how beautiful yeah. Pat mm-hmm. is. Right, um, and then the, the money thing is like. So how much do you want? And she's like, she's Whatever, like, what, are, what are you offering? And she's like, no, 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 no. If you ask too little, I won't think anything of you. And if you ask too much, like you're being arrogant. No, it's about like that. what she thinks of herself. She goes, this is a big right. test. Yeah, if yes, you ask right. too little, I know you don't value yourself. And if you right. ask for too much, I'll think you're arrogant. Which so is it's like, what perverse. the fuck are you? What yeah. sociological experiment yeah. is this? So she throws out the the a thousand. Ha ha. Oh, never mind. It was a joke. Uh, quattro comedy points. <laughs> 
and, right. And so they right. settle on six fifty, which well, is about thirty grand a year. Sim- signals. Yeah. So she signals to the yeah, to yeah, right, right, right. yeah. She goes like six. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so then they feel really flush, and and she takes her right. Daughter she's out making two hundred dollars right. a week more than she was. I right. guess. So she's happy. Right. So she takes the daughter out to dinner at a restaurant. The daughter sits down, sees the prices. Oh wow. Puts the napkin over. Which the is prices. kind of a nice little I think that's a cute yeah. little Brooks yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. these moments yeah. where he like gets at something. And then like, yeah, these these are these Brooks moments though, where then like yeah. the waitress comes over and she's like, These guys want to buy you a drink. And there's and it's like five minutes of this. Okay, so this is yeah. a scene I really want to talk about. Okay. Sure. Not for what happens. But it in is it. a Brooks scene, you know what I mean? 100%. Where like every screenwriter would tell you, like, we we don't need this. You can lift this out of the hundred percent. That's why I want to talk right. about the scene. Because it's not <laughs> Ben saying to stretch it out. This episode is running too short. Uh, this scene is somehow a perfect encapsulation of everything he's getting wrong in this movie as opposed to what he used to do mm-hmm. right. What I find really interesting about Brooks is that he was a sitcom guy. But his sitcoms had this weird kitchen sink pathos to them. Sure, definitely. Like they were sitcoms about the types of people that usually weren't starring in sitcoms. There was a visual kind of like griminess to them. You know, there was a grittiness to them. It was people you weren't used to seeing star in TV shows. And there was a specificity and emotional and psychological messiness to it. But still, everyone goes, well, you can't make movies. It's sitcoms. It's dumb. It's broad. You won't know how to do it. And then he makes movies, and everyone goes, wow, look at him. He's a real filmmaker. There's a real humanism here. These films have a real look. They're not shitty, like, multi-camera sitcoms. And then, over the course of, I think, as good as it gets, is the fulcrum point. Starts to look like a sitcom. Performances, despite being good, are more sitcom-y. And then you get to Spanglish and How Do You Know? And everyone is doing like full multi-camera, broad mugging. Every moment has to be played as largely as possible. Nothing can be subtle. If there's a physical moment, it has to be an insert shot up close, underlined. Right. And imagine watching an episode of a sitcom for two and a half hours. It's so exhausting. And everything's so brightly lit, regardless of whether they're indoors, outdoors, natural light, sunlight. Like, everything looks like an episode of Friends. Yeah. Like, on fucking crack. John Seal, baby. So this, like, it's and he has good collaborators. And, like, Hans Zimmer doing a score that's just, like, infuriating. (laughs) It's an annoying score. But you watch Mm. this scene where it's like, okay, he's trying to get at a a certain subtle dynamic. Oh, we get to dine out, but my daughter's self-conscious at the price, so I want to block her from this. But the men here, I want to shield her from this. But everything is cranked up to, like, a 17. Sure. Until it feels like a fucking guitar solo rather than being, like, a sort of, like, little little ditty, you know? I don't know what, yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. What's the point of that scene, Richard? He just talked well, for 15 minutes. Well, you think that that what's going to... I mean, maybe this is me just... You know, maybe it's this good that your, he doesn't give you... This, <laughs> yeah. this is yeah. Oh, circus musical. Um, but you <laughs> think... That, you think here. <laughs> Sorry. I hate that fucking song. Hey, never enough. Um, never enough, I love. Never enough. Um, From now on, we won't talk about it. Yeah. Sorry, that was another circus musical <laughs> reference. But you think that this scene is going to be like they're rude to her or, you know, they, yes. they say you yes. can't eat here or whatever, which would be hack and stupid. It would be hack and but stupid. But at least it like fits into the context of the movie. Right. What is this doing? Re- Instead, reaffirming it's that like she passes the waitress's test because the waitress goes like, good. Yes. You know, right. but like and, and like and, and it's like, OK, so it's proving that she's hot. Great. Right. But I think that what it's really trying to do is set up this weird moralistic kind of conservative bent that she has. Sure. That's the whole weird thing about this character for me is that he's trying to set her up as this woman of such unimpeachable values. Yeah. She knows what she believes in and what she will take a stand against and she's trying to raise her daughter with very clear lines of who she needs to be. 
But instead, it mostly just comes off as she hates everything. Yeah, yeah you know? she's very re- reactionary, very. like in general. Like yeah. right. everything is sort of troubling. Like you don't really which, get the sense of positive lessons that she's teaching right. her daughter, just what she's telling her daughter but not then, to do. Mm-hmm. None of it really makes sense because she takes this job that like is totally upending it. Now, obviously, right. like there's this economic, uh, economic underpinning to right. it, so fine. I mean, that's that's more than enough justification for her to take the damn job. But yeah. like... It's weird how bewildered she is by everything. Like she's never encountered like rich people before. Well, it's and, like she like, walked assholes, out of the like it's just, like some, like the nineteen I don't know like like early nineteen hundreds. Like her value system is so she's she's just horrified by America, and she's supposed to have lived there for however that, many years. Like and, this like, movie is yes. like it's not even like a fish it's out James of water. James being like, well, you know, like you know. Right. Th- their culture is more traditional. Like it's like right. He's he has every it's everything so is condescending. There. But, it, it but is, that's the yeah. thing, and it's so extreme that's not. It doesn't play as a fish out of water comedy. It plays like Enchanted, where it's like right. she yes. comes from a different yes. dimension. Yes. Right. Yeah, she looks right. like Taylor, like she's you know, it, fucking it's like mouse like, doing. Like, <laughs> it's basically like he just said something and then wrote dash African proverb. You know, it's, 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 like, it's so like novelizing of the of of like so, actual people. Yes, I don't know. So I wonder what kind of person that is. To, well, it's yeah. Right. yeah. Here's right. my impression of Spanglish too, because I feel like the first half hour it's like jam packed. Your impression with of events. Spanglish? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, the first that's, half that's hour good, is like so much yeah. shit, and then I feel like the movie just kind of like dies. Taya Leona leaves the movie because she starts having an affair, right, and just disappears. Her and, and then Adam like Sandler nothing have three happens together. Yes. The also, movie. is that how affairs work? That you just leave the house fully visible to your mother and daughter at, in the, at nighttime? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Thomas Hayden Church. You're just like you I up. have to go to a yeah. place now. <laughs> Where, where are you going? I'll yeah, see you later. Yeah, not, yeah nothing. Yeah. And so, but in this first half hour, like Brooks is ladling on all this info about everyone, right? So mm-hmm. like we got Cloris Leachman drinking from her like goblets. Who used to be like a, an old standards crew. Yeah, she's, I don't know, she's Barbara Cook or something, but like lit all the time. You know who it was meant to be, right? Uh, it was meant to be Anne Bancroft, the actress. Who yes. then got ill and Cloris Leachman jumped in late. It definitely feels like it was written for and Bangkok. It, it feels like it was written for a very sad, uh, you know, yes, a classy sort of like uh, uh, husky voice broad. And, and Bancroft But Taylor has- is way more plausible as uh, Clarus Leachman's daughter. Agreed. But yeah. Anne Bancroft as a character type was very good at that sort of like affected Jewish impression of waspiness. You're just mm-hmm. thinking of uh, you know, The Graduate. I think that yeah. was a lot of her, yes. Sure. Also, her her vibe, you know, the the Jewish wasp is a very specific type of person, and the person mm-hmm. who regales you with their greatness and all of that sort of stuff. She hadn't done a movie since Heartbreakers, and she's good in Heartbreakers. You know, I never saw Heartbreakers. Heartbreakers is underrated. Well, I went. To, I was going to go see it, the Holloway Odeon in London, mm-hmm. and where? Uh, where? Why would you see it in London? London? What were you doing there? Were you vacation visiting? or something? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? And uh, oh. they, uh, Weird. Well, they they canceled, continental over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They canceled the screening. Uh, the like projector broke. Really? So that's why I never saw Heartbreakers. I think I saw the movie twice in theater. And your heart was broken. <laughs> exactly. And you Forever. walked home in the rain yeah. with the double decker buses splashing. You. <laughs> and I said, I'll never see yeah. a David Merkin joint again. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I know who the director of Heartbreakers is. Congratulations. Yeah. Ding dong. Ding dong. Oh, ding dong. Okay, get the door, Griff. Let me get the door. W- which uh, member of the Mario family is this? Hey. Yeah, not sure. Hey. Hey, hi. How's it going? It's uh, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> hey, you, you sound a little different in real life. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it, come on, that's an offensive stereotype. Who would talk like that in real life? Luigi, who was just here a little oh, while ago. He was doing that thing? Okay. Yeah. That guy does not know how to turn it off. See, I'm a clock-in, clock-out kind of guy, you okay. know? So, and you're saying right now you have clocked out. I've clocked out. I mean, I will not fix a single pipe right now, you know? And I'm going to talk like a real person. Can I, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I don't feel like you fix a lot of pipes. Well, look, I, I, look I, don't, I don't come to where you work and slap the pipe out of your hand. Well, you mostly like squash like mushroom beings and stuff. Yeah, after going down a pipe. I don't understand. What, all right, all right. I don't look, complain. I'm I, not I, here I to split pipes hairs. my way. I crouch down. I go sure. into them. <laughs> right. And then I stomp on some Koopas. Yeah, all right. Well, fair enough. What I'm, are you do doing here? Do you like having Koopas? At, well, I, I'm in a bit of a jam. I got to be <laughs> honest with you folks. Benny's in a jam. What's up, Mario? <laughs> Sorry, I just liked you sincerely asking that question. I got some Wii games that I'm trying to rip and send to some people. I need a Wii transfer. Okay, well, right. well David. I don't know that the Mario family has ever fully understood. And just before I uh, don't describe Wii my transfer brother to you. We're very no, okay. different people. That's fine. I just okay. have one question. Yeah. Your last name's definitely Mario? Yeah, my name's Mario right. Mario. Come okay. on. I just want to get that on the record. Anyway, well, Wii well, transfer. Is your, is your last name really Sims? I, as far as I know. Yeah, okay, well, it sounds like a fake name. <laughs> um. We transfer is about all about making creative processes here for everyone. Oh, they built their site to be the simplest way to share big files around the world for free. There's no sign in, no offer codes, no password to forget. Oh God, I hate signing in. You just upload, send and get back to making what you make. It's like getting on a pipe and just crouching. Right. You just take your Super Smash Brothers melee. Is that the was that the one for that system? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. 40 million people use WeTransfer to send and receive files every month, and since day one, they've devoted 30% of their ad space to showcasing creative people around the world, from musicians to photographers to illustrators to plumbers oh. to podcasters like us. Yeah, yeah probably, uh, you know, my, my brother's SoundCloud rap. Did he talk about that? <laughs> did he bring that up, Ben? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, he did. Okay, yeah, it, it is not good. Okay, well, yeah. in that spirit, we're going to skip the rest of the 60-second ad and get right back into the podcast. Oh, that's nice. WeTransfer.com. You it, make WeTransfer. It's almost like this ad copy uh, just ate a mushroom or a, a shining star that allows it to speed up. Do you know what I'm saying? Why don't you speed up on out of here, Mario? Okay. Um. No, so, and but then you've also got... You got Sandler, who's like, there's these scenes where he's stressing out mm -hmm. that he's going to get a good review in the New York Times in which, his which, kitchen, and it's supposed to prove how how like noble noble and he is, and he just really wants like the simple life, you know. And it's like, but then you see the fucking restaurant, and it's like it's like, it's nice like, it's like Versailles, it's yes. like all like fancy right. and done up, it's and the it's restaurant like from Chef, it's, it's the not, same fucking it's place. not homey at all. And it's no. like, and and who's his top chef in in the kitchen? Okay, so I want to talk about this. Phil Rosenthal, co-creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond's creator. Is is the the uh, whatever sous chef right the number two yeah, guy? Yeah. Then who's the girl? Doris I don't Roberts. know. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you remember how there's Martha this Kaufman, co creator of Friends. How there's this female <laughs> chef in all those scenes yes. who's sort of like I agree, right? And you're like, it seems is this like character she's in love gonna like have right. an arc or oh, something? It, yeah. She's from Home Alone, right? She, is she in Home Alone? I know her from Jerry Maguire. In which she is the one who's crying on the phone, going like, "I hate that they did this to you, Jerry." And then like oh, takes the right? other call and is like, "Oh, hello, she's the gymnast." Yes, yes. But is she also in? Uh, I, I want to look her up now. I I don't know. I could be wrong. I, um, wait, I what did you? Oh, she's in Home Alone. You're saying? I think she's one of the, the one of the, the siblings or one of the. Um, uh, I think she, I think she's the one who says "les incompetents." Les incompetents. She definitely it definitely feels in this movie like they're setting her up to be the protege who is in love with her yeah. mentor and yeah. then she just disappears just yeah, yeah. vanishes 
Um, she is in Home Alone. You are correct. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, congratulations. Thank five you. Home Alone points. I am not Les Incompetents. Hey. <laughs> I um, disagree. <laughs> wow. Feud? With, which, with what? Feud, Richard and Benny? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I was saying about... <laughs> Okay. The, uh, the kitchen dynamic, they're showing that oh, she looks up to the chef. Right, yes. It has nothing to do with romance. I mean, I've worked in many kitchens, and you always have sort of like the number two who is like always looking to surpass the head chef. Sure. And then this is the young, hungry, just wants to be in his position. Fucking kitchen confidential ben, over I've, here. I've never loved you more than I do now. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I see it totally different, but it's probably because I've worked sure. in restaurants. No, you you are owning me on this one. You have the fucking experience. God, he's got I no reservations. No. <laughs> yeah, look at this guy. It's a big night for Benny. <laughs> Uh, you just got burnt. <laughs> Ratitude. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and now we've named all five. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> anyway, the, that's it. That's it. We're done. We're done. No. Um, no. The thing uh, about the restaurant what was like I say. Oh, I feel like Brooks is almost trying to like. Oh, wouldn't it be interesting to make a movie about the burden of being successful? Yeah. If someone calls you a genius, then it becomes difficult to do the thing you were first good at, which I think certainly is something that affected James L. Brooks's creativity. Yeah. But he does not figure out how to attack this with any sort of insight. Right. It's a movie that just feels like, why is this guy so upset about getting a great review? But maybe that's what right. James L. Brooks is like, and that's what he's that's pouring what into feels this. Like. Yeah. Also, if you're going to like, I mean, oh I, my God. Ben is so frustrated. No, please, Richard, I don't mean to cut you off. If, if you're going to... um. Obviously, in certain examples, Studio 60 and the Sunset Trip comes to mind. Right. Never show the comedy. If it's supposed to be good comedy, yes. don't show it because right. it's going to be bad. You're totally right. true. Totally but in true. this instance, it's like, well, if he's the best chef in the country, could yeah. we know a little bit more about the food oh, and have a little sandwich? more context? Well, the sandwich? sandwich is amazing. Right, which was made by someone who works at the, what's it called, the laundry? Oh, the French laundry. laundry. French laundry, oh, that's interesting. it. interesting. Uh, so obviously, like, because the sandwich is like fourth build in the movie, I think, <laughs> right? I mean, the sandwich is like a big part of this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and there was that, Oscar buzz for the sandwich. There was, that's the best sandwich. Yeah. 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 But then you, do, you see him make like lamb chops one time and it looks fine. I mean... Yeah, it, it looks totally basic. Right, I mean, yeah, but, you, I mean, know, you know, but you look, you look the at a plating movie. stuff. That sequence, or at least when he's talking about it, that's yeah. all pretty legit. That's true. That's true. I just wish we'd seen more in the restaurant. It, it is also weird, like, and you know, broadcast news sets an unfortunate standard. But like, here's a movie about people who are all consumed by their career, by their chosen mm-hmm. chosen field, by their form, all this sort of stuff. And then like this, and how do you know have people who are like very obsessed with their work, and you get no sense of their relationship to. Right. The work. Right. They just complain about stuff. And and and, and Taylor Leone's character is completely unmoored because we find out in that first scene that she like recently lost her job, but she right. was a designer or something. Yeah, so they, like they bought the company, and she's like, she seems to be like rich but aimless. Like, and she's right. like, I'm not good at being like a stay home parent. You know, and like, right. well, then get a, go get a fucking job. Go oh, fucking chill out. I have a huge question, and Ben, uh-huh. you might be the one to answer this. Okay. Because this is a plot thread that's totally dropped. Mm-hmm. Unless it's just supposed to be like representational, and you don't need to know it's a MacGuffin. Right. What's the fucking thing that they're mad at the sun about? Oh, they don't bring that up, do they? Right, because the beginning of the movie, Adam Sandler he doesn't enter until sun, 15 minutes. The sun who is like, what's, holy shit, that right. kid's got a face. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Uh, Ian Highland is his name. But that's know. the opening of the movie is like, is okay, time to start somehow. considering waking up. And right, then he says, right, dad, right. are you mad at me? And he goes, no, of course not. And then Taylor has a breakdown about the fact that they're messaging two different things. Right. Good uh, cop. Bad cop tries to cup her breast. Well, yeah, wrong what, breast. What oh god, that's that, that's a wild scene. That's se- another wild thing. scene. The sexuality in the movie is. We're getting to that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this movie has boy. honestly 
the most upsetting sex scene I've ever seen in a film. Right, yes. Yeah. It was um, choreographed by Von Trier. It was. Yeah. Like but they never, anyone talks about the showgirl sex scene but doesn't talk about right. this is... They never talk about what the son did, right? No, they don't. I think okay. it's just innocuous. Yeah. I think it's just he's a kid and he acted out. It just feels like it's a big enough thing for them to have that much of a fight over it. It's weird for them not to be like, we can't let him slip by cheating on a test. Like, whatever. Right. Yeah, Give right. They fucking don't, three it's true, words. they don't mention it. Yeah, and then the boy just disappears from most he's of the He's not movie. in the movie. right. And so I was going to say, right, the other thing that happens in this, apart from the things we all discussed, is that Taya Leone buys some clothes for her daughter. Uh-huh. Uh, her daughter is named oh, Bernice, right. played yeah. by Sarah Steele, the best performance in the movie yeah. by Well, Sarah Steele is a great actress. She she's does a lot great of theater actor. now. She's, yeah. she's she in the humans. She saw her in those humans. Yeah, she's, she's uh, wonderful. And, I re-saw re- Margaret recently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's very good in that. She was on The Good Wife for many years, and now she's on The Good Fight. And Wait. is, by all accounts, a very good person. Has she's really. awesome. Been I love her. been her third decade of playing teenagers because she's one of those actors. Me and Esther long ago agreed that she would be the star of Esther, the Esther Zuckerman story. Good call. Good call. Uh, That's part of we can past, announce uh, black uh, blank check pictures our <laughs> slate where we're going to develop films based off of our favorite <laughs> friends favorite and guests, guests right um, so she buys her these I want to be played by Taylioni done right. <laughs> please don't worry done. the yeah. contract's already been drawn yeah. up oh, okay um, no she buys her these clothes and the clothes are too small for her I guess they're size eight right. Right. And Taylioni. She sees the number, immediately knows what her right. mom's doing, and gets it's uncomfortable. This, it's sad. this, I think, genuinely devastating scene. I yeah. think it's pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's also like, that's pitched it, like, that I get. That's like Taylioni being a realistic monster. Yes. She's like, well, I mean, it's a goal. Like, and you know, she they're said, like, she said she went clothes. to essentially what was like a sample sale. And so she's like, well, they only had a, this. They only had eight mm-hmm. or 10, and I'm right. not going to get you the bigger one. Right. right? right. Like, something like we're that. encouraging that, right. you know. Right. Right. Uh, but like, the way that, that, that Sarah Steele, especially, pitches that kind of that realization of like oh my god this like nice moment like just became horrible it's so I think so good so yeah. good and, and then Adam Sandler explains the, all of that right yes yeah. and, right. and Paz Vega is like horrified she's just sort of standing there in this sort it's of not like, entirely clear how she would know exactly what was going right. on takes but, it home stays up all night yeah like restitching these clothes so that they're so that opened they f- up a size yeah Yes. Right. And then learns from her daughter the phrase, just try it on. Yeah. Right. Spends the rest of the evening practicing that one line. Right. This is the only time we ever see her interacting with the family. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is the only time Paz Vega really, like, does Feels a like thing. like a human being. Yes. Yeah. Like, apart from that, we don't really see her working that much. She's sort of just around. You know, whatever. Right. She's yeah. like, yeah. you know, yeah. there's like a thing with the dog where you can't like play fetch with the dog. Which is probably de- almost definitely something just from his life. Exactly. That he's, like, right. in there. But yeah. like, we don't like... I think I thought, oh, okay, well, the spine of the movie will be this. It's like Paz Vega like comes into this neurotic family's life and tries to sort of like right. help them out. She's Mary Poppins. Right. But instead it's like that happens and then that's that. It doesn't well, come and here's, up again. Here's another thing. Because Taylor Leone immediately just vanishes from yes. the movie pretty well, much. Well, uh, Brooks also seems a little bit scared to actually show her doing work in the house, like domestic work. Sure. You know, you know? And I'll say the one time you do see her doing work is kind of like a, a brutal shot where like her daughter is hanging out with the family and, she's, and yeah. looking over her shoulder and her mother's mm-hmm. like picking up clothes yeah yeah Ooh. yes um there is that thing it's mudbound right yeah, that i think missed. gets at this mudbound right sure well, i don't know what you're talking am about am i wrong about this that there's the moment where mary j blige in like the narration has the monologue about her mother working as a domestic when she was growing up and not right. being present am i conflating this with something else I'm, I'm, yes I, you, this is my bound this is my, bound. my mind, my mind. right yeah. this the, is us the notion that like growing up <laughs> different thing 
don't know. Growing up, being angry at your mother for spending all her time with a different family, yeah. resenting that, and then growing older and coming to realize, oh, she had to be that connected to those children in order to make the money to support me. I mean, t- it's something Tony Kushner wrote about uh, with Carolyn Change. I mean, from the opposite sure. perspective. There, there but, is like, a dynamic there that yeah. is interesting. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. And especially yeah. if you add on the other level of, oh, and weirdly, the mother of this family is taking a liking to the daughter. Yeah. And this sort of like two mothers who are forming relationships with each other's daughters. Right. That tension is kind of interesting. Yeah. This moment with her doing the thing with the outfit, like that all builds in that. And then it just sort of like. And then that's it. It's like the and, next thing is Adam Sandler getting a good review. I and think. it quickly right. it quickly gets to a point where Taylor only resents her presence in the house. Yeah. Paz Vega hates I don't know any of these characters' names, by the way. No, uh, no Flor. Paz Vega's Flor. Flor. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Leone is Deborah Klasky. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, but like, and it's like, oh, well, why are, Why is this still happening? And why then, yeah. after, right. it's already been kind of awkward, why are we now going to Malibu? Right, because they have to get a, a summer house. It's a priority. Yeah. We got to have a summer house. They've already had one blow up. Oh, right. Well, it's, no, I think it's all in Malibu. Is so, it all right. in Malibu? Because so before they go to Malibu, Adam Sandler, John is his character's name, gets the good review. Uh, and miserable. Sarah Steele reads it to him while crying because everyone in this movie has cried yeah. like after 20 minutes of running time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Taylor Leone has sex with Adam Sandler. They're both clothed. A, a harrowing this is, scene. This is a very strange thing. Because, she's wearing okay, a sports so, bra and running shoes. Sure. Sarah Steele, which like, uh, she's good in the scene, but like, what kid is doing that for their parents? It's I have so no weird. idea. She's it a teenager. Weird. She's not yeah. supposed to be like, uh, anyway. Yeah. But, um, She's like, I wonder what mom's going to say. And then we, we cut to Taylor running up the stairs in her jogging stuff. And she's like, I read it. And then she immediately, like, they start doing it. It's and an it's, aphrodisiac. It's the middle of the day. Right. Is yeah. the daughter, like, out on the stairwell? Like, this is what, a good I, question. I don't know what's going she, on. And it's so the, loud. Yes, it is loud. Yes. I mean, it's scarring for these children. I think that's why the little boy leaves. I mean, he just yeah, gets he, yeah. a little bindle and just <laughs> <laughs> runs off into the into she, Bel Air. She has this very bizarre <laughs> series of, like, I don't even know how to fucking describe this. She's on top of him, <laughs> and she starts just doing shit. Right. She's, just she's like, yeah, rubbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't figure out if it's like, is what they're trying to play that she's being too performative or that she is actually this into it? And then she sort of breaks down also, crying. are they having sex? Yeah. Or are they just dry humping? <laughs> no, I they're, think they're supposed to be having sex. It looks because of how they're dressed and how they're right. blocked. This is, it's one of those like sex scenes where no one actually like takes all their clothes off. She's and, wearing you know, running shoes. On screen, you yeah. know what I mean? Like they, So they just kind of like... And like the whole time Adam Sandler is going like, oh, whoa. He oh, like, he, I don't even need to do anything. He's doing all her, the work. He slaps her stomach and he's like, oh, oh, mother of yeah. two or whatever. I you can't know. believe it. Yeah. Right. Um, and then she like is doing this and then she starts to get uncomfortable and then you can't tell what's going on. And you're like, is she having a breakdown? And then she comes? Is that what we're well, supposed yeah, to take away from Well, yeah, because she does this series has. of facial contortions right. and rewatching it. I was like that that moment where she's doing that, and you just see all this work, and you're like, "Oh, Taya." Taya. That, that's when I was like, "This performance is like I feel so bad for her because cut she, your losses. She don't threw, don't give him this much. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Don't exactly. give him this true. footage. And it's too much. And yeah. you yeah. can almost see her realizing like I'm gonna do it, but I, you know, like she's like too much of a pro. When I used to audition yeah. for plays when I was in like high school and college, and I was not a good actor, and you would always choose what? this as your monologue. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the sex um, scene from Spangler. I would actually just do the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. That's why, Which I never is why did you get didn't get the part. Yeah, yeah. Two hour and. 45 minute audition. I would look up and the room would be dark and everyone was gone. Um, <laughs> but um, I remember one in particular where I really wanted this part and I um, I went in I was and I just went so full tilt. Yeah. And 
I knew 30, not even 30 seconds in, I was like, oh, right. this is going very badly. This was a mistake. But I can't stop right. yeah. yeah. yes. And I feel yes. like there is a moment when she's in that orgasming scene, or the sequence of yeah. O faces, where you're just like, oh, you can see it. She doesn't, she knows it's bad. She knows it's bad. But she's, and she just had to but, do so many takes. That's the thing you have to think about. Yeah. Like, he's meticulous. He's known for doing like 100 takes of shit. And they just did different it over. angles. Over and over again, and then Sandler just kind of gets frustrated. He's like, "Oh no, don't stop! Ah, oh, come on!" Well, isn't the idea though that she's selfish yes. and that yeah. she because only she, wants to get off herself? It's and the she first sex scene where him. like the woman comes and the man doesn't, well, and the man is annoyed seconds. about it. Yeah, right. well, it yeah. happens fast. But also, like, I'm I don't have sex with women, but like. But like she she could keep going. Ben, we blew up the levels. Yes, she could. Well, yes. uh, mm, yeah, she could. Yeah, 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 yes. yes. But anyway, yes. what does matter? Because then yes. she starts crying. <laughs> Griffin just went on yeah. a whole journey. I don't know. Edge. I'm I'm going through my own Taylor <laughs> series like, of facial contortions. Like, what if they told me? Yeah, wait a second. I thought the crying thing was funny. I thought that was a funny bit. I swear to you, I laughed at that. I thought that was funny. Did you watch this movie with Molly? I did. Did she like it? She loves this movie. Really? Spanglish. Yes, my girlfriend loves this movie. The great Molly Gabe. I have this vision of Ben watching Spanglish while doing the Nelson Munts in in, in Branson. Like when when they're going, who are they singing? It's not Neil Diamond, but like some. Yeah, he's just like so wrapped. Yes, yes. That's that's Ben watching the movie. Who is it? Is it Hank Williams Jr., I think? Yeah, he's seen Moonraker. He goes, bam, second encore. Ben, second encore. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a funny Simpsons scene. Oh, it's so good. Even, even Martin's not into yeah. it. James L. Burks wrote that scene. Did he? No. <laughs> you know what I did find out he wrote? He did write uh, You Are Lisa Simpson. Right, well, that's the that's what I associated with him yeah. is the second season, the, the more emotional, right. you know, sort of sort of character-focused. Lisa episodes yes, uh, yes. feel but the I don't, most. I don't know if, like, by, Boxy. you know, season 10, he's still like, hey, guys, like, I got some notes. Like, <laughs> the, uh, the, the sun sphere is full of wigs. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good, good gag. Uh, they tell a story on the fucking like James L. Brooks American Master esque sure. documentary they have on the broadcast news Criterion about like being in the writers room, being like, ah, Mr. Bergstrom has to hand Lisa something profound. Like, what is it? And they were all like drafting things, and that James L. Brooks literally wrote down, "You are Lisa Simpson." Folded up, put it on a piece of paper. Uh-huh. Amazing. And rather than say it out loud, pitch it to them as like the full experience, sure, sure, and they sure. were like. That's why he's James L. Brooks. He's brilliant. Uh, or was. was yeah, perhaps. something something yeah. happened. Uh, so then they moved to Malibu. For well, the, uh, the sex is terrible, and and yet we still have not gotten to really any articulation of what is wrong with the marriage in specific. Or, no, it's never, specifically, it's yeah. never specifically articulated apart from that she seems to be in the grip of a nervous breakdown, and he's right. a total yep. wet blanket. Right? Right. Like, right? It's like right. there's nothing more to it than right. that. But almost... Immediately after their sex, he's freaking out about the review, and she's like, oh, fuck, but I got to go look at summer houses. Right. She's just been so turned on by him, even though she's frustrated right. by him being too beloved by their children, and then goes and meets up with Thomas Hayden Church, backing in on that Oscar nomination. Thomas Hayden Church, who, right, filmed this before, he he executes a reverse around a corner into, oh. you know, into a, where I'm like, it's the, one of those shots where you're like, 
A car accident's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is such a complicated driving move that we have to be seeing it's this like, for some reason. We're not seeing right, it for a reason. The horrible car accident in adaptation when it's the oh, flashback. Yes. You know? yes. Yeah. 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 No, you're seeing it for a reason because well, the, they're, the characterization is this guy's a master of cars. Yeah. <laughs> because she's sitting in the front seat and her hair is blowing in her face and she oh, goes, God. I guess I'm never going to be one of those girls yeah, yeah, whose yeah. hair looks perfect in a Corvette. And he does like jujitsu. Yeah, he right. does like, like, some like windows. Window the windows thing. and then put your seat back. <laughs> and then her hair is like that scene is fully bizarre. like. Right. Just and like, then she can looks you imagine at him, the wind yeah, guys like right. after like oh god she looks at him and goes like oh you're trouble and you're like oh boy what are they teeing up here then they don't talk about it again for ninety minutes until right. she reveals that they've been fucking for those ninety yeah, minutes right, and right. that's why and she's been absent knows about it yes right they treat it like Jeff and Britta in season three yes, of Community yes, yeah that's what they do uh, which is whatever fine okay so they go to Malibu sure. Uh, she explains, and they have to move in now because explains, the bus is too long. Right, it's too via, long a bus ride. Uh, random guy cleaning his car. Yeah, uh, in a wife beater. And that's a. Uh, will you translate for her? For yeah. her? Oh yeah, oh, let me. You know, you. okay. Yeah. He's got like a sort of a pompadour. Yeah, go suck a uh, But I'm yeah, sorry, it's that's like, Ben's favorite character. How do you say they should name <laughs> yeah, a gender? It's after gender. You in Spanish. <laughs> what? Sorry. How do you say they should name a gender after you in Spanish? <laughs> oh. <laughs> We'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's... But so she is essentially, uh, Flora is coerced into moving in to Malibu. And the guy who's translating expresses a little dismay when she agrees to do it. Did right. You know, his like, face yeah. falls yes. a little bit. And that, he's actually yeah. pretty good yeah. in the scene. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, why is she coerced? I guess just because of the job. But like, they, yeah. she reveals that she has a daughter, which but, she hasn't mentioned. Oh, Tay they Leone. hate this that they've been holding who, that secret from her. Well, not Sandler. Yeah. Sandler's like, hey, there's probably a reason. And Tay right. Leone's like, no, shut up. Right. Don't talk to me. Yeah. But like this, this woman Thomas who is so fiercely protective of her daughter and, and her, her privacy and her, and her daughter, her privacy of her daughter's yeah. experience in the world. You know, they live in this in this enclave where you know whatever. Why 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 would she agree to do this? I d- that doesn't make any sense to me. She's an illegal immigrant. Do you know how hard it is to have a job and f- and live in this country? And, that, and that's and, and, and that's, that's all true. fair. Yeah, it's that's all fair. fair. That's, I just don't. I don't believe that that. I just think the thing with the daughter is 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 a little bit. It's a too much. It's too neat. It's too convenient. I, I genuinely adore that every single element of this so movie. Track, no, because they're like the movies where I feel like this. They're movies I sit there I and think, I watch and I'm like, every single piece of this makes sense. I don't know why everyone else. It's hates hard it. to complain about the, the, like what you're saying though, because it, none of there's just they never dig into any of it. It's all so vague. Because the daughter starts going to private school, like right. Is this being, is she a full scholarship? Like, who's paying for this? And Who did the is, documentation on this? Like, what's going on there? Like, th- so that maybe, line we were talking about earlier, which I do think is kind of nice, where she says, like, my concern is that if she goes to that place, either she's going to be odd or she's going to become just like them. Right. You know, either way. It's all way. very grandly metaphorical, where, like, yes. the money is actually mentioned. We do hear about it. Right. right? But, like, we see no, we don't see her life. We don't see her house. Right. We we don't see where she used to work, which seemed to be fine. Right. But, like, you know, to, too many hours or what, you know. It was overnight. She had two jobs, so one during the day and one at like, night. This we is never the good get the idea. Lit- yeah. Yes, like, it is. This is the good job. Right. It's a, it's, She's landed with a rich family. Like, right. This right. is her opportunity to make some real money. Right. But she's also fighting against it the entire time. That's true. She's not into it. No. But you're allowed to hate your job. Agreed. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you do. <laughs> oh, come on now. He Producing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, because you guys, I just looked at the RoboCop runtime. <laughs> oh, boy. Jesus. <laughs> ben I was, think, uh... though, I will admit that you're right. I'm imbuing a lot of stuff into, yeah. into the, the characters. And that's the and runtime the before the ads, right? What's that? The RoboCop. Yes. <laughs> 
Great. Yeah. How you doing, Richard? I'm good. I was just thinking that, like, <laughs> Richard had a really pensive expression. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, I think that you're, you're exactly right, Ben. Like that, that, that her her immigration status, and 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 we're we're at a moment right now where we're seeing a lot of women who are finally speaking out about like horrible working conditions that they were in, but they had to stay in because they needed the yes. job and they needed the work. Yes. I mm-hmm. completely get that. I just think that the to use the daughter as this kind of like tool or pawn. I don't know. It mm-hmm. just it it feels weird narratively. Um, Without her but, yeah. actually being a fully fleshed out character, if the right. movie was about her, yeah, I would be fine. And I think she's the most interesting perspective in the yeah. movie. Yeah, were she treated like a real person? Yeah, the position she's in is fascinating. Yeah, and and I think I also think that her that that the way that Taylioni just immediately gloms onto the daughter and just is so because she's so not her own kid yes. right like that's interesting and I she likes that the daughter is like I think more conventionally beautiful in a lot of ways well like yeah she I mean, can she take her out shopping out about it and, right. yeah. 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 she's superficial yeah. she's a designy type of person because pretty much yeah. the first thing she does after they move to Malibu is takes the daughter away with like a little note right. like hey I Flora I did borrow your daughter for the day Gets her and that's done. the first crisis right? Right. right that's where Flora has to like Stand her ground and yeah. write a whole letter. But then like, yeah, no, there is even stuff like when she brings her to interview at the school and treats it like, oh, we were just walking around and we happened to run onto the grounds and then interview. The first thing she says to the headmaster is like, "Isn't she beautiful?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like she keeps yeah. like she fetishizes the daughter in the sure. weird, but not sexually, but like as this. No, like, no, you're right. Part of as like I like my house. I like beauty, my drapes. And she says something about. Um, she says to Flora like. Uh, you could make uh, like a, a fortune, yes. like uh, like with like child modeling or something. What is it? No, yeah. as as like um, you're like a like a womb or like, like yes, a surrogate. You could make yeah. a first oh, fortune right. as yes. a surrogate. So she makes beautiful children, which is like again, I get Brooks. I get that line from yeah. Brooks because he's making poking fun at like rich LA people right. who only think of these things. Like, yeah. but but uh, and I guess ah. I, I guess there is a certain element also that's interesting about the movie where. They're perhaps saying they're definitely saying things in front of her that they wouldn't normally because she doesn't speak English, right? right. Which then, when she does very conveniently learn English, mm. all that well, real tape. Uh, to be fair, she learns Spanglish. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. She learns. Um, can we take, that, can we take that again? Um, when she learns <laughs> a muzzy. muzzy. <laughs> Cloris Leachman is great as Muzi in this. Yeah, I will say that. Um, but you know, at this point, we've announced that as part of the. Blank Check Pictures film slate. We're rebooting Muzzy right? into a multimedia franchise. It's going to star Agnes Varda. <laughs> Agnes Varda is Muzzy. We're probably, we are probably 10 days away from someone announcing a CGI live action Muzzy hybrid. Starring Agnes Varda. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a real boon for Goran, French Gorans, you know. That's right. Do you know about this, the Gorans? You don't know about Gorans. No, what? Do you know about Gorans? From, Gorans? from The Legend of Zelda. Oh no! No, oh, they're these little rock. Oh monsters. yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Attack Miss Varda. Yes, yes, yes. She's a gorilla. Yes, yes. A lovable one, of course. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, oh my god! What, what, what are we talking about again? I don't uh, know. Here's here's like a scene where I can't figure out where Vega stands. Okay. Sandler does the like, hey, I need all these. Right. So the beach first, stones. the first blow up is the shopping trip. This is the second. Blow right. Up. He, he wants the sea glass. Sea glass. Yes. Right. And he what's and he his a offer? Shape. He goes what a dollar per. Piece it can't be a dollar. It must be more than it's that. It's like it's yeah no because it's 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 a dollar for every piece and then for ones that are bigger than this it's five dollars right. and then one ones that are not well, that are anything but 
clear brown or green right. is then worth more right and right. so right. she finds right. all these like Which, blue ones great metaphor or for capitalism yeah sure um Right, and he he sort of makes this offer as a joke, or I guess it's more like his children are lazy, so he doesn't really think they're going to like... It's an idle thing. He's just like, yeah, like something to do. He wants something to keep the kids occupied. All his kids do are like sit on pool noodles. He's hoping that his son will be swept out to sea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's like, give him a task, I'll have to pay out five, ten dollars. He could have just paid Cloris Leachman. She would have killed the kid. (laughs) She's got it in her. (laughs) She's a stone cold killer. Um, Have have Thomas Hayden Church drive over. (laughs) Right. But then she comes back the next day, the daughter. Right. And is like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We I feel so bad about this. Right. I yeah, stayed yeah, yeah. up all night counting. I, d- d- please don't pay me anything. And he is like, what? Spills it all over. How much do I owe you? $640. Right. Well, what happens is is she shows him how much she, she, she found on the right. beach. He says, oh, now I'm broke. And she's like, oh, you don't have to pay me. Right, it's okay. Right. Uh, no, I was joking. I was joking. And I'm then sorry. she gets I'm serious about it. You. Yeah. Right. And and so it's like, yeah, it's just like hundreds of dollars yes. that he, again, just has in cash. Of course. Apparently. He gets it out of the mug and he gives <laughs> it to her in a brown paper envelope. And then Pas Vega gets furious that she was paid for doing a, a sure. task. Like it wasn't like I and understand she's, she's just, like, don't accept money just wantonly given out yeah Taylor Leone asked right. handing you a 20 to it's wipe your so nose. much right. money yeah. right and then Sandler's like I'm sorry I thought I was gonna like 50 bucks max you know I made right. a he's deal. like I'm trying to honor right. a contract here right, exactly. and she said he's but he says like I thought it'd be like 50 bucks and she's like 50 bucks is a lot of money like yeah. she is trying to like refocus it but like this man lives he's in a beach house in Malibu he has no concept of money like she put a lot of work into that like she stayed up all night counting it like it's not like she just like looking for you know like uh, a quick buck like she like did the time on this task she was given but still I mean it's an awkward like look if my if I had a kid and some parent like that I knew who was richer than me gave my kid like hundreds of dollars because my kid did some bullshit I'd be like you can't do that I'm in charge of the money my kid gets like I get I get it. Sure. You know, you know sure. what it made me think about um, was a really great scene in the River Wild when it's their birthday great for scene. Joseph Mazzello mm-hmm. and Kevin Bacon like gives him this weird like I don't know stick that has like a hole in it and he takes out of the hole it's <laughs> it's <laughs> and he takes out and it's two hundred dollars that uh-huh. from the from the cattle auction that they robbed right and and he's like you know he's really excited and and Meryl Streep's like no 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 you can't we can't. and both her and David Strathairn are like no you we we can't accept that and it's really well played it, again that sort right. of social it's a weird awkwardness dynamic. of like yeah. Uh, yeah. don't give my and, kid money and right. yeah. so I, and I think that, that that this does it well too um. And this is ostensibly the centerpiece of the film, like this scene, this big this scene, yes. kind this of like fight. this this definition of both of their kind of ideologies and like you know whatever. One of these fights where Adam Sandler is stark, raving, calm. Yeah, as yes. Taylor Leone. He's also right. he's holding a big sandwich for a lot of it. He's, he's right. holding the right. sandwich. Right. So this is the scene where he's made the sandwich. He's made a what? It's like a lardon or like and. Like a, it's yes. a fancy BLT. It's got with a an fried egg. egg, right? And he, there's this scene where he, there's a shot of him separating the sandwich and like the egg yolk goes like, oh, you are out. good or whatever. And he has like yeah. a big beer and like a nice glass. Yeah. Oh god, it and, does. And you always yeah. say nothing frustrates you it more. It does frustrate in me. I was very frustrated. Don't eat meals. I also really like fried egg sandwiches if you do them right. Like like a thousand times more than a scrambled egg sandwich. Right. See, you know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's yes. well known that I hate eggs. So when they have the lingering 15 second shot of the egg running down the side of the sandwich, that for me is like the eyeball being slit and unshanned. Do you know I who lost you, my mind? I loved it, loved Do you know it. who you have? What you have that in common with? Who? Guy Fieri. Hates eggs. Doesn't like an egg. 
We have a lot of things in common. Well, you have the same hair. (laughs) Right. Your sunglasses are on the back of your head right now. We both closed down large businesses in Times Square over New Year's. You you also have a product you call donkey sauce. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) But you don't want to know what that is. (laughs) No, no. no. And it was the M&M store that you closed down, I did. You just did that as a public service. I I thought it was Mars 2020 or whatever. That was my older business. Right, we closed right. up 10 years. Oh, man, Mars 2112. 2112, that's what I had three right. consecutive birthdays. Did there. you know that you had to go uh, to Mars? 25, 26, 27. Yes. <laughs> 21, 12. Uh, anyway, um, I went to a birthday at Mars 2112. I remember taking Romley there right before it closed mm-hmm. because she was born after its heyday. Like, she never. Sure, yes. My mom was like, you boys used to love that so much. You should take Rom there. And I took her there, and they, like, just hadn't done maintenance. They knew it was closing. And right. It was just, like, the walls were peeling and shit. <laughs> it was like Troy McClure's apartment. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This was yeah. a restaurant yeah. off yeah. of Times Square yeah. in New York City, for those of you who don't know. It, where you would get into, like, a simulator. You had to board right. a motion. They'd go, here's your flight. Your flight is in five minutes. Right. And you get an emotion simulator ride that featured almost hitting the World Trade Center and was not updated after 9-11. <laughs> oh, God. I definitely went to it before 9-11. I'm now yeah. remembering And this. it was open for another seven years. I think yeah. it closed in 2008. And then you'd go into this restaurant that was this huge cavernous recreation of It was of like being the Rainforest Cafe, the but The catacombs space. of Mars. Yes, yes. And your waiters would be dressed up as Martians, and they had Martian go-go dancers in, like, balls suspended from the ceiling. I just remember that like I went and I got, like, a, like, right, a space burger, and, and it was, like, yeah. a burger. <laughs> like, right. I don't know if it was very space. <laughs> they had a great arcade. Uh, they had a cool arcade. I remember yeah. that. It closed in 2012. Yeah, geez. So it was it, just 100 years off. <laughs> They almost, you know, made it. They're so close. they almost made it. <laughs> so sad. Jesus Christ. All right. So Spanglish. So Spanglish. this is the Mars 2112 scene where they, they, get, are. they get this big <laughs> fight and he calls And it's her a out. translated fight. Right. You know, like because this to, is like yeah. this is his thing. He never uses subtitles. Yeah. And she's right. trying to she's trying to find the word for smug. Yes. 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 Um yeah. that the, the, But I love that. That is actually a great Brooke scene where she yeah. says the word. And the daughter's like, and, and Sam was like, oh, that's not going to be a good word. Like he sinks yeah, into his like, chair. I'm not going to like that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is funny. But then he calls her out, right? He's like, well, you like changed the clothes of my daughter. So like, how different is that? And it's like, you're paying her to fucking do that shit. What are you talking about, it's Adam Sandler? Like, even those moments that are nice ideas that, are sorry. so underlined and italicized and in bold in this movie. Sure, like yes. he never lets a moment just sort of like yeah. happen offhandedly, which is what he used to be so good at. Yeah, uh, and he's not paying her though. Well, he's paying her to. She's she's the, she she's gets a, involved in the she's in this a, girl's life. How would you describe her? What is her role in the house? She's she's use like the, what's the word you would use for her? I guess I would say maid. She's a maid, and like a maid altering a child's clothes is is not that outside Did of the ask purview her to do it. What, so now she's not allowed to have her own initiative. She can only do what she's commanded to do. I mean, I I'm just saying, like, he's saying the dynamics are the same. They are not the same. That is a weird comparison okay. for him to make. Okay, all right. She's a paid you. domestic servant for the household. But she's trying to help this little girl who's feeling really no, self-conscious nice. about her weight. Yeah, it was a good thing for her to do. I guess, all right. But I, he's saying, like, it's an intrusion, like, just like how I handed your daughter a envelope of money. I, yeah. I agree with Ben that I think it is a wholly nice thing to do, yes. but it's only a conflict because she is so staunchly against any time that they 
make a move. But right. almost every time the the Klaskis are trying to be nice, they right. hand over money. Right. You but, know but, what I mean? But what I also the ultimate kindness. And, and maybe right. this maybe this is what what I felt was weird about the fact that she comes to live at, in Malibu. What the right. kid does. Yeah. And maybe I wasn't articulating. And it the kid before. loves it. By the way, we is, should. We, you know, it. she's so into Malibu. Is if yeah. that kind of interference is going to bother her? Why right. make why why put her right. in, in in like what is she going to do otherwise? Sit in that little room for three months? Like she's going to interact with this family. They're going to interfere in some right. capacity. It's, it's one of those movies where it's like you don't understand why she doesn't quit sooner or why she quits at all. Like it, right. yeah, it's yeah, yeah, one yeah. of those yeah. things where yeah. like by the end of the movie Shit's when she does quit. Up, right. But, it's you know, like at this but she point, needs the job, like right. Ben said. I mean, right. you know. Either you're gonna stick with it or you're gonna get angry at the first offense and like right. walk out and be like lying in the sand. Right. There's a weird I mean, obviously the, the what happens between her and Sandler changes cast the die a bit. Um, but then but this is then then it just turns into science fiction. Because then after that is well, when like they have this thing where he corrects her and she goes like You're, you're right. right. She concedes the point and and like there's a detente. She's and like, he's All right, like I'll that's stay. so amazing to watch. It's for like someone the Brooks like, con- wouldn't yeah. it be great if our insecurities were sexy, if needy? You <laughs> no, know. but but Richard's right. Also, right. Adam Sandler is like amazed that a woman just like conceded agreed to something point. he right. said. And right. also you think yeah. you can do these things, Nemo, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, what's it's doing some Brooks. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I mean, yes. if you look at the way that he, I guess this is the moment when he starts to kind of fall in love with her right. or whatever. Yes. Here's the first woman who hasn't yelled at me in my life is like right. what they're trying right. to present. Right. Yeah. Do, you, do you think if we had sex, she'd like take all of her clothes off <laughs> yeah. and maybe like, you know, it would be a mutual experience? Right. There would or? be cleats digging <laughs> into my sides. But like, so so the ideal woman is like, like Taylor's character is this like harpy not- nightmare. Right. And then. But the other woman in the movie is can't speak English. Can't, can't he can't communicate her. She's right. just she's kind of silent and pretty, yes. which is like it's, the it's, weird little mermaid complex or the right. love actually thing, where right. it's like Colin Farrell. It's, I mean Colin Firth. I, mean, I wish it was Colin Farrell. Right. Oh boy, uh, Colin Firth falling in love with the the Portuguese uh, woman right. who can't speak English which, and like a, a thing I love about The Shape of Water is that the character who has that viewpoint is the bad guy. That Michael Shannon right. like is totally into fetishizing the way that she can't talk. Hey, bottle right. rocket. Egg. Bottle rocket. Right? Bottle that's, rocket. A, that's a part of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Although in that one, I don't, I think Egg. Egg. he connects with her in spite of that rather than them, that being the attraction. For oh, you just did the sign language for egg. We're in love now. Did I really? Yeah, that's an egg. Okay. It's just like in Shape of Water. She's like egg. He's like egg. egg. And she's like, well, clearly this is, this is happening. I'm throwing down with this fucking sea creature. Great movie. He knows the word for egg. Great movie. Um, like so movie. now they're like in love. She decides she wants to learn English. Well, we know that he like has a thing for her, but we don't right. really know about her for him. No. Really until the end, I feel like. Right. But she respects that. Don't they have that thing? Or does that come later when she says that he's more like a Mexican woman? That's when they're in the car. Yes, that's that's earlier when that's after Taylioni has like threatened to snap his dick off or whatever. Like he drives her. I can't. I don't remember what Taylioni did, point, but he's in tears. Right. I, oh, no, it's after Taylioni did the clothes thing. Right. And he's in tears expressing to her like, man, she was having such a good day and she was so happy about the present. And, and for then one to watch moment, her fit. Right. It seemed like all her problems with her mother were solved. And, and Paz yeah. Vega's basically like, who is this person crying? Yeah. I can't deal with this. I don't know what he's saying. It's like and her like, first day at work. Right. Yeah. Basically tries to like jump out of the car and he's yeah. like, hey, wait, wait, wait. You know, yeah. and like, but yes, then the monologue is like, yes, he was more like a woman. Yeah, with that's his, the, that's in the college essay. Right. The idea is that he's yeah. like the only man who has ever listened, and he's in touch with his emotions, sure. and he's perceptive. And so Paz Vega like recognizes this, like, well, Paz Vega as a Mexican has never seen a man do this. I guess right? I don't know. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Paz Vega, um, but then she Flor. learns English. Flor. 
Yeah, then she learns English from Muzzy. Uh-huh. It's a real tape, IMDb <laughs> trivia, real tape. I think it's not Muzzy, but let's just say it is Muzzy. Okay. Um, uh, then, uh, and this is this is what I'm saying about science fiction. Like, then the kid gets enrolled in private school. Like, yes. okay, great. Uh, can can I go to private school? She the kid leans on her mother for a while. You know, here's floor an extra, isn't right. into it. Here's an extra backpack we had lying around. Taylor rips off the tag. What used to be played out in a Brooks master shot now has to get like a fucking punched in close up. Just so yeah. you don't miss, you know? Yeah. Like, no detail unnoticed. And now she's going to school, and Taylor, who's basically not been in the movie, mm-hmm. is like, how's everyone doing? I'll see y'all later, getting into her SUV. And Cloris Leachman, who has also kind of been quiet for a while, yeah. Yeah, runs like, up to the car. Remember the first 15 minutes, I was like flinty and made like a lot of like witty. I was like rapping grandma, and yeah, I just right. threw out these like razor sharp barbs. <laughs> right, yeah. It was like sort of like laying the groundwork for Betty White's next 10 right, years. Right, it was like just a lush and like a, a fucking. She's then, right. And then she just pops up and she's like, I know what you're doing. You're going to lose your husband. Yeah. Yeah. And the audience this is the best is man like, you've ever known. Oh. Also, I've been sober for twelve weeks. <laughs> right. No one noticed. Yeah, right. no right. one noticed. Maybe because I wasn't on screen. And she was looking for the sun. Yeah, Deborah. but she recognizes Pas Vega Oops. and Adam Sandler hitting it off, I guess and is so. like weirdly permissive. Like, there's that moment yeah. where she like leaves them and is like, "Well, she's having an affair, right?" I guess Which with Thomas in church. She's getting that church. Also, seems like she hates her daughter. Getting that THC. You know what she's I'm saying, got some Ben? THC. Yeah, no. He's the energy is gone. That's the one thing you don't like. He's he's just playing Spanglish in his head right now. Yeah. He's not listening. Well, no, I ah uh, yeah, I don't know. Got a little 2018 book in I your guess, pocket here. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I guess positive. This is the yeah. year of the positive. Uh, it's just it's like this movie where I feel like it's just so written by a white guy who's yeah. trying. Yeah, and I'm like, part of me is like now as we talk it out, being like. That's really generic. No, fuck. No, I don't want to ruin this no, for you. You stick with Spain. I don't want to ruin no, this. No, you've kind of Stay on the train. No, train to Spain. It. I'm not even going to. The trip I to Spain, I don't know. I didn't even want to open this can of worms. Yeah. But I had a very similar reaction to how you did watching this movie, watching Downsizing. Well, I want to talk about Downsizing. We'll talk about that in our blanket awards. Right. So let's talk about it another but time. We'll, we'll have talked about it in the past. But I had that same thing where I was like, this is all working for me. I get why everyone else hates this. Yeah. I understand like the fire it's playing with, but it's working. It's clicking. Anyway, so now uh what she then comes to Sandler and opens up about everything. Yep. yep. Um, I don't even I don't even know if there's much connective tissue between that. That's where she confesses to Sandler. Right. And he says I'm sleeping like, with another man. I didn't understand anything or I, of what I've you been were saying. seeing another man. Right. She's ranting and raving and he like calms her down to to be like, Did you sleep with the guy? Yeah. And Did you he, say that? Did I miss that? He has that part all these like Brooks lines where he's like, you know, the earth is cracked open. It's is so Is there any noisy. way I can live without knowing at this point? Right, no, I right. think is I need a, to know. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's just like one Brooksy line after another. It is. Yeah. It really is. He's yeah. he's suddenly like shooting like the t shirt gun at you, you know? Like, <laughs> well, it's like whoever wrote the AV Club review for Drive Angry Shot in 3D, mm-hmm. the Nicolas Cage movie. I just think of this a lot and apply it to other movies where they said the problem with the film is that it's only guitar solos. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. sure. You know, which I like that movie. Yeah. They were Scott saying, Tobias, yeah. the great Scott yes. Tobias. Yes, Scott I, Tobias. It was just saying, like, the problem is if, like, every move is your special move, then that then, move doesn't have any power right, anymore. Exactly. And Brooks gets to a point where he wants every line to be, To be like, Brooksy. Right. Yes. Um, Bobby Finger and I sometimes like to just make up, like, movie premises mm-hmm. and, um, and like, cast them and whatever. And, and we were idiots, but, like, <laughs> but um, we had one that we were, like, talking about for a while that was, like, a James L. Brooks movie. And it was set in Silicon Valley with Reese Witherspoon and somebody else. 
Um, I mean, but, I'm on but, board. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> Is there a title? But, but, oh, there was. I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we kept writing a little line, like Brooksy lines back and forth. Angel and investor. It, <laughs> oh, there, well, that's good. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard, and but it's yeah, really yeah, it fun. Yeah. I like those Brooksy. Uh, mine, mine, mine was. Reese Witherspoon would say to somebody, you're the kind of a person who's a kind of a person. <laughs> oh, God, that is <laughs> such a Brooksy. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Richard, my God. Five million Brooks points. Oh, yes. Like, so many Brooks but points. But you can't do that, like you said, right. every, all every, the time. every line of a scene because... Especially not in your big dramatic because scene. Because a lot of times with those Brooksy, Brooks, Brooksisms, yeah. they're not, they don't actually mean anything. Right. And so if a whole scene is them, the scene means nothing. Like, what right. is it's, being expressed in that scene between when she's going Right, it's like, like it's a castle so, made out of rice paper like, yeah, it's just you're like, like what is I, I don't right. know and and I feel like you look at uh, broadcast news not to keep on going back to it but it is the perfect like fucking you know yeah. mm-hmm. realization of everything that he's good at um, they have like a job to do there are stakes within scenes so they have to talk about other things there's right. like dialogue of substance that is then cut with like these right. Brooksy lines. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like, well, he's freaked out about his restaurant, but he doesn't really talk about it that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a job, but she doesn't really talk about it that much. They just talk in these like Brooksy sort of charming like platitudes. And our, supp- our supposedly like stuff is changing and stuff is happening. And I just don't feel. At and all. that's why yeah. when, when, you know, so Sandler leaves the house and he takes uh, Paz Vega with him. Um, and they go to the restaurant, and this is this this is the moment when they're going to kind of. She own, says either. it's like Valhalla, right? Or no? What does she say? I, I, oh, I, don't I remember. hate that. She scene. loves it. Yeah. Um, the restaurant, which is like it looks fine. He mm-hmm. puts his hand on her back, and he can't stop patting it. And he makes food. Yeah, he's like yeah, he makes the, the food for the her. The rest of my what body is, feels like it's falling off a cliff. My right, hand makes right. Sense. The only, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like okay, this is. There are a lot of these good lines, right. but like, what is being expressed here? Yeah. Where did this come from? Their connection doesn't make sense. She's, she says, from, "I she's love nice you to him." To him. Yes. yes, and it's like, wait, what? Like this very principled person. But then person, she puts like, her feet on the floor, which will then cause the world to explode. Look, by, right, looks at right. her feet and runs away. Right, Let's, but you're yeah. The connection between them is. But what, but what comes before then? There's they're in the kitchen, and he's talking about how good looking she is, and what does he say? I please Griffin go they ahead. Should name a gender after you. What yeah. the hell does that mean? <laughs> I mean, this that's Brooks like trying to write a Brooks line, but he has like the flu or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, or, or like it went through Google Translate right. and it came that's out. That's like wrong. you know in the Simpsons when they cut, yeah. they're like they show a picture of James L. Brooks and it's like the long finger. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, right. It's the long fingernails and the, yes. the typewriter. Yes. Yes. That's yes. that's that version of Brooks right. writing right. that line. Right. Yeah. Uh, it also is like what a word that is loaded with so much more meaning now yeah. and like and fucking like gunpowder today than it was then yeah. like that line was wrong headed back then right but like hearing it today it feels like a slur you know it does and it's yeah. also like what does it mean yeah right like what I don't understand not how that, is that word feels like yeah. a slur but in the context yeah. a, I think what he's yeah. saying is that she's hot I yeah. think that's what he's going for oh is that for what there. it is yeah that he okay. thinks she's that she's looking. attractive oh yeah. okay and uh, even though he has expressed Almost zero sexuality. I mean, even in his sex. No, scene. zero. He wears like billowy linen shirts. He has like a Jufro. He looks right. like fucking Humpty Dumpty. He can't like, come. I mean, he can't. <laughs> the man fundamentally cannot come. The only thing this guy can do is like make lamb chops. Yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. Just like he, what he does like eight times in the movie is like collapse into a comfy piece of furniture, like exasperatedly. Now, okay. that's like Adam Sandler's whole character is just like. <sighs> Of course, there's an explosive, <laughs> yeah, yeah. an explosive set piece to end off the film. 
Uh, please, well, what, what, what's no, that? the movie just kind of No, ends. no, well, you're yeah, forgetting yeah. there's also the scene where Taya Leone, who's made up like she just got shot with like a snot gun. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> and like, and and she's like, well, right. what should I do? I should call him. I should, you know, like I'll explain everything. And Cloris Leachman's like, no, just say, I'm glad you're home. I'm glad you came back home. Or right, whatever. and they have all these lines together. Yeah. Where, yeah. What's the thing, you know, I know well, it was a wildly abusive mother. Right, Brooks is right. trying to tap into like, oh yeah, no, it's all Cloris Leachman's fault. And you're like, you mean the sassy broad who's like everyone's favorite character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I can yeah. tap into no. like whatever no. she was like as a monster, like younger yeah. woman. Right. Maybe Anne Bancroft could. Maybe. Because mm-hmm. Anne Bancroft's more threatening. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. But uh, not Cloris Leachman. And so she but does say this line. Like inherently likable about Cloris Leachman. And there's She's also. She's the best. Who there, fucking doesn't like Cloris There's Leachman? something very like of the people about her. Yes. Sure. You right, know, there's right, nothing right. distant about her. There's nothing remote about her, even when she's mean. Yeah. You know, or she's being kind of like bawdy. You're just like. Yeah, but I mean, she's like, she's got good good salt in her. I you think know? a lot of times in, in her, her later career, like when she's in stuff, it's like she's just an audience member who just like walked into the scene and it's like, hey, what's going on here? And it comments on it, yeah. you know? And, and I think that that is like, a funny thing uh, in general, but in this movie, it's just it just feels uncomfortable because it's like just leave, Cloris. Like you right. shouldn't be here. Right. It's, like go to a, do a different thing. Well, the only thing I will say with that I, that I do like is that it's unresolved. Like we see Sandler come home. Yeah. Taya says the line to him. He's like, "I'm going right. to sleep on the couch," and that's it. That's the that's the right. end of that. Right. And then right? they uh, yeah, pretty much we have one and, more scene. And Sarah Steele gets no real resolution. Well, we exactly. have the one more scene where she takes her daughter away from the family, and Sarah Steele like gives her a hug. Right. Um, right. But like, and, it's and Sandler like, tells Sarah Steele how much he loves her. Yes. And Cloris Leachman nice says, "I lived my life for myself. You live your life for your daughter." None of it works. Right. Which is like, there are a lot of good, like, interesting lines about parenting where, like, Adam yeah. Sandler says to her on the beach, like, you know, it's sanity to worry or whatever. He's like, you know, like, you know, there's like some th- thought about how to parent and what that, what the kind of burdens of that are. But like, it's, that's not what the movie's about ultimately. No. So it doesn't really matter. No. Um, but I think that that last scene when she leaves and it's very like the help, we're like walking down the street, you know, at the right. end, um, where, um, where they're at the bus stop and she articulates, she's like, is who I am so, like, do you want to be so different from me? The line is, I have yeah. it here, is what you want for yourself to become someone very different than me. Which yes. is and actually, Pasvega delivers yeah. it beautifully. That's, that's and that's a really interesting impactful. tension yeah. to explore in a yes. movie. I just wish this movie did You it. wish right. retroactively yeah. at the yeah. utterance of that line that that's yeah. what the movie had right. been yeah, about. Yeah, that would be really interesting. And yes. that is also something that I believe a, a kid would write a college essay about. Right. 100%. Um, and I don't know, but you, but that that that's, that last scene is frustrating because it is really good, and it's like, oh, here's the here's the idea of the movie, right. and it's the last scene, and um, it's just a pain. You know, I think I, I wrote, I texted you, David, something similar. I was like, you know, there are some good ideas yeah, here. It's there just are. for sure. Um, it's just you know, and, and also for Taylor to get absolutely no resolution at the end like that after putting in all that crazy work. That's true. It's like that's and crying and yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. This is the line I'm looking at right here, which I remember being like cornerstone of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is going to be Leone's Oscar scene is you were an alcoholic and wildly promiscuous woman during my formative years so that I'm in this fix because of you. It is your fault. So that that I'm in this fix because of you. It is your fault. And I just need that moment for us to build on. And then Cloris Leachman says, you have a solid point, dear. But right now, the lessons of my life are coming in handy for you. Yeah. Which is like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. <laughs> Do I need makeup? No, what you need right now is a hose. But like, it's like, what the fuck? Sag what? nominee? What? Sag nominee. That's yeah. crazy. And that sag. Yeah, the, the, line, the, the line about, um, you know, your low self-esteem is just starting to be like common sense or whatever. Right. All these things. It's just, just like, and, and I, like I, suddenly I, she's fucking Don Rickles, yeah. like throwing fucking yeah. curveballs at I, I read. <laughs> I read A.O. Scott's review of the movie, which is really good. People should read it. Um, 
he he singles that line out as he's like that's an extraordinarily cruel thing to say to somebody. Yes. Sure. And it's like, well, she's not a cruel like that's not that's right. not who she's supposed to be. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, I've got some news for you guys. Two new scenes were shot when test audiences found the ending unsatisfying. So whatever the ending used to be was Oy. even more unsatisfying. Can I tell you what my guess is? Yeah. It was the opening and the ending. I I think the college admissions essay thing was added later. Sure. That's my oh, guess. I could see to that. put a frame around it. Maybe. Yeah. That could, that could be true. Also, this film was shot in sequence. Uh, Sarah Steele gained 15 pounds for the role, which is fucking bizarre. Oh, did, uh, did you say on Mike who or what Sandler turned down to be in this? Oh, please. <laughs> this is a way to brace yourself. <laughs> he turned down the role of Max, uh, Jamie Foxx's part in Collateral to be in this was movie. was 100% the choice. Everyone wanted him. Yeah, they were like excited for like, I mean, probably in a similar way yeah. after seeing Punch Drunk Love for like dramatic bottled rage yeah. Adam Sandler. Yeah. Imagine that movie with those two. Yeah. I think Jamie Foxx is so good in Collateral. Phenomenal. But it's a totally different performance and from you know, whatever uh, Sandler yes. had given. That Leachman was going to play the cruise role. Of course. <laughs> That's what the hair, she had that hair yeah, in yeah, Spanglish yeah. for the cruise role. And Thomas Hayden Church was going to be Jada Pinkett. At that point, CAA <laughs> was packaging them yeah. together. It had to yeah. be Leachman and Sandler. Yeah. You can find yeah. a film, a script that has roles for both of them. It's they, a go pick. Taylor Leone was going to play Javier Bardem. Yeah. We could do this all day. <laughs> it is interesting, though, because <laughs> Sarah Steele, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Fox is. They just swap casts. Yes. Fox is obviously phenomenal in Collateral, but he's so very much playing against type in that. Yes. Yeah. Sandler yes. is much more the kind of obvious idea of who the character is. The thing that you would wonder is if he could pull off the transformation by the end. Right. When he has mm. to kind of walk the walk. Right, right. Uh, which Fox can do because that's closer to his yeah. normal persona. Yeah, yeah. The more impressive part is him being so sort of right. stripped Jamie, down and unassuming for the first two thirds. Jamie Foxx can be steely and right. tough. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sandler, I don't know if I buy that. Um, um, but anyway, I, I mean, and you know, I, I I feel like it didn't, this didn't really affect Sandler's career. It was kind of value neutral, wasn't it? I mean, like no one really cared that he. Yeah, yeah this 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 was a nothing on Sandler. He had just put so much less on the he's line. One, he, yeah, exactly. He's, did. He doesn't really. There's nothing. He emerges unscathed. From I, this I sort think of. it just made people go like, "Oh, weird." Okay, so conclusively, people don't go see the Sandler dramedies. Well, right. it's like they see the Happy Madison movies, but if right. you plot them into one of these, it's not going to be an automatic box office success. Right. Sure, that's true. Although they didn't really advertise it with him. But the poster is. Do you know what the tagline for this movie is? Every family needs a hero. He's the only one what who's in focus. And what it's does it Adam mean? Sandler it means above every the title. family yeah. needs a hero. Yeah. It should have, the poster should have been the sandwich. Uh, he is not above the title. No, He's not above the title? No actors are credited above the title. The poster is both of them, sort of. But it's such a weird poster. I mean, it looks the, like the poster for Happy End. It does. The weirdest part of the poster is that the Mexican characters have their backs to the audience. Yes. So we can't see their faces. I don't understand what, what's weird about them. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, you've got Sandler sort of standing here, and then uh, Taya's got her floppy hat. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah Steele's sort of awkwardly The final there. injustice to Taya Leone. <laughs> We're going to put the hat on the poster. <laughs> They're actually all women. All the three, uh, like Steele, uh, yeah. Leachman, wearing and Leone hats. are all wearing floppy They're hats. Very very religious. They got the dreamers disease. <laughs> oh, do you know how? What I, a callback! I I, I, I I tweeted something at you guys recently with, with, of Tom Cruise in the bucket hat, yes. and Vanilla Sky. Yeah, yeah. And um, do you have any idea? I had to be. I was supposed to be writing a wrap of the Golden Globes. <laughs> it was it like twelve thirty. I had to find it on Amazon, find the scene, and it was loading slowly just to take a single screenshot for a stupid tweet joke. You, and it was worth you it. took are, a screenshot for that shit. I was like, how do you get this yeah. so? Good? That's the thing I was it. gonna say. You are better than anyone else, Richard. 
at responding to a tweet with just an image, no <laughs> caption, and finding just the right screen cap. But I didn't realize you put that much effort into actually capping yourself. In that instance, I did. I mean, I have the um, the Mark Rylance save on my Easter egg. Right, yeah. so you could shoot it off the hip at any right. moment. Right. Can we tell people what I got you for Christmas, my Christmas present to you? Sure, yeah. You got him a Christmas present? I got Richard. I got you one, too, as well. Yeah, you got me I got you Ray. Kylo She's Ren. from The Resistance. Oh, no, I got I you Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren. I took you home took Ray, Ray and Ben got a Red Boy. Yeah. Of course, next year, Ben's going to get Spanglish on Blu-ray. <laughs> That's my present for him. He's made Christmas a lot easier. The price is only going up. This is like kayak. There's like a graph. I know. <laughs> I'm going to buy you a couple. It's a good investment. Okay, so great. One you can They're play. Like Bitcoins? The other ones you can <laughs> Sorry. What did you get Richard for Christmas? It's a Jesus cryptocurrency, Spanglish Blu-rays. I got Richard for Christmas. Richard has been a big, big fan of what? the one shot of Mark Rylance in the Ready Player One trailer. Sure. His whole look, his mm-hmm. whole his, his little demeanor. His joie de vie. Yeah. And so for Christmas, I made Richard an Elf Yourself video. Where it's, all the faces were oh, Mark Rylance. Oh, I saw that. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah we, it was you, a good Christmas present. No, you you called Steven Spielberg and asked him to direct an Elf Yourself That's video. That's right. right. Shot by Janusz Kaminski. Yeah, it was exactly. all mocap. Yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> set to taking care of business, yeah. and it featured five break dancing. <laughs> it's really, it's really great. It's unnerving, but I like it. It is great. They and also like they're like making like printers and stuff. Like the the toys they're making are very. They're taking strange. care of business. Yeah, they are <laughs> they work for Staples. Yeah. Let's play the box office game okay. and then send Richard out okay. of the door. Gotta go see. Commuter, you got to board the train. Yep. It's Neeson season, baby. We're recording this in January. Spanglish. Uh-huh. Open number three at the box office on December 17th. This was a big holiday movie. It was movie. a Christmas yep. movie. Yeah. This Malibu summer movie was and released at Christmas. Let's also make it clear, aside from Punch Drunk Love, which people went, okay, but that was PTA too artsy, and Little Nicky, which was his only real happy mass and pan out at this point, every Sandler movie opens to between 30 and 40 mm-hmm. and ends up over 100. That's true. That's so I think true. even if they thought, well, it's not going to play as big as a normal Sandler. They thought it would at least. It, yeah. He's a sure thing. Um, it opened to $8.8 million. Okay. Uh, a number three at the box office. It grosses 42 on an $80 million budget. Ooh. It made 12 foreign. <laughs> so total 55. Yeah. So not good. Nope. Number one was also a new release. Uh, it's an adaptation of a children's series of books. Uh, this is 2004. This is 2004. So it's not uh, Narnia's the following year. Not Narnia. Is it Chamber of Secrets? Oh, no. Oh, oh, is it A Series of Unfortunate Events? That's the one. Uh-huh. Another sort of somewhat disappointing Christmas release. Like it yeah. did better than Spanglish. Like yeah. don't get me wrong, but that movie cost a ton of money. Uh, yes. It made like it, 115. It's also yeah. one of the most expensive looking movies of all time. Very... Doesn't Meryl Streep get eaten by snakes or leeches? In uh, leeches. Gets eaten by leeches. Uh, I uh, like that movie. I'm not a fan. I do not like that TV show. <sighs> I'm not, I haven't watched, watched the show. Oh, watched it's, the show. Yeah. it's really yeah. bad. Number two is a sequel that is very strange. A very strange sequel to a very hmm. successful movie. Hmm. Uh, Ocean's 20, 12? The Widowmaker? <laughs> do you know, do you know why 12. I got that? Yeah, because I, I just watched it like three days ago and I couldn't get over how strange it is. I, awesome. I, I hated oh. that movie when I first saw it. I thought it was so indulgent and like, it, yes. it was just like, look at us and Italy. But I kind of like it. I think it's, it's great. I, I, I think the I think Julia Roberts joke is despicable. But, uh, I love it. That, I, I love think. it, but I've always wanted a movie to make that joke. Okay. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. I've uh, always wanted a movie to make that joke. But I was sitting there watching it and I was like, I totally understand why audiences turned against this. I can't believe every major critic hated it at the time. Hated They're, it. 
it there was were a there was defenders. instant cult status. I would say for that one, but yes. How yes. much did it make? Because it wasn't. It was like a, it was, it was a sort still, of it was top a hit. ten for that year. Was it? it was a hit. Yeah. Made 125 domestic. And I guess they made the third one. So. Yeah, right. 362 yeah. worldwide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like the kind of hit I think they wanted it to be, but it was a hit. It is such a strange movie. I love that movie. Uh, number four is the uh, the real Christmas movie of this year, which has already made 123 million dollars in six weeks. So it came out like Thanksgiving time, and it is just chugging along. Uh, Four. Yeah. Uh, uh, not made National by an Oscar-winning director. Made by an Oscar-winning director. Does it become an Oscar player? No. Is It's not a it's Spiely? It's a children's film. It's a children's film. Not Spiely. 2004. It's a franchise or is it a one-off? One-off. Based on a book. It's a one-off based on a book. 2004. Came around Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Chugging away. Yep. Can I remember? Because I'm remembering 2004 Thanksgiving Chugging time away vividly. is a clue. Polar Express. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Which opened small. Opened small, and people were like, oh, I guess. Because it was crazy expensive. People went like Desert Dornail, and then it just kept fucking playing. Polar Express, baby. Train kept chugging. Number five is another sequel uh, in a franchise. It's a weird sequel. It's a weird movie. Another weird sequel. Forgot this is a Blade Trinity? A, yes. How wow. did you get that so I remember fast. this season very vividly. <laughs> Jesus. Blade Trinity, which was kind of a flop. Yes. Weird movie. Beale. Ryan Reynolds. And that was when people were like, Ryan Reynolds, ooh. Yeah. And like, that was supposed to be his big, like, coming out as an action star. Right. Hannibal King, and they fight Dracula. That's yeah. the way where Blade finally fights Dracula, and he's Who? played by Prison Break. Uh, oh. Wentworth Miller. Not, no, the other one. Oh, Big Head? Big Dominic head. Purcell? Correct. Yeah, he's got a big old potato head. He's not Dracula. That's, he that, plays Dracula. Wentworth Miller, but, not bad. I can yeah, see that. Yeah, but like that guy, Dracula's not a, like a hulking. But that movie contains the best... Supporting actress performance of 2004. Parker Posey? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. She's good in it. You're a vampire, Blade. You like drinking blood. So I'm going to tie you to this chair (laughs) until you're so hungry that you need blood and you're ready to turn to a vampire and I'm going to drop a little girl in here and you're going to eat her, Blade. That's the actual monologue she gives. That's what amazing. And, great and it, way to and end it, was just, it was just two years away from her wonderful supporting turn in, Super, in Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's yeah. great in that crazy fucking She movie. did a, a good run of heel turns in the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Josie and the Pussycats. Doesn't speak a word. Remember that? And he's, he's like Superman. six built. I know. It's crazy. Apparently, he was like old roommates with Brandon Routh when they were like getting started. And he was like, can we... Cast Cal Penn. He's like, does he want to be a featured extra? <laughs> yeah, right. Does he want to be the henchman who doesn't speak? <laughs> right. Anyway, so that's uh, that's the movie. The Aviator opened that weekend too in forty screens, as did Million that was Dollar ul- Baby in a- eight screens. Now, Aviator was ultimately did pretty well. Right? Did the first Scorsese to crack a Honda did mm. quite well. Made one hundred two. Was very expensive, yeah. but right. still, like, but, but you know. Scorsese never been a century man. I know. That. And I remember yeah. when that movie came out. It did feel like a turnaround after Gangs of New York, which like the whole narrative was like cost so much money, didn't even make that much, yeah. didn't win any Oscars, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Uh, some merchandise spotlight. I'm going to buy Ben the Spanglish Blu-ray. <laughs> yep. I love you, Ben. Uh, what the bleep do we do we know has uh, almost hit $10 million. That's a weird run that we never <laughs> talked about. Marley, we should, we Marley, should, a Marley Matten vehicle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the bleep do we know? I always think Apparently that gif nothing. of the lady like thinking of the weird uh, oh, you uh, think uh, it's from, from what the bleep yeah. do we know, but it's not. Is it fuck or hell? I don't know. I think it's supposed to be fuck. Okay. What the fuck I do think, we know? But that's, I mean, that's the central question that came, made audiences go back to the right, theater right, over right. and that over That was revealed again. in a, a, a right. post-credits tag. Didn't where they Marley also, Matlin just comes up and goes, fuck. 
Isn't one of those movies where then it was like huge on DVD and then they re-edited it and put new features onto it and then like did a special edition in theaters that made another couple of million dollars? Yeah, sure. I don't even know what it's yeah, about. Yeah, they added in another Jabba scene. <laughs> I swear to God, there's another release of that movie called like What the Bleep Do We Know Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole. And it's like not right. a sequel. Yeah. It's like an expanded edition right. Right. that was I released think... in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I released it. Like <laughs> check pictures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my trolls, your what the bleep do we know? <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair that was Blank Check Classics. That yeah, was our specialty arm. Right, yeah. Blank Check oh. Vantage. Because the Esther Zuckerman then, film is, is a four quadrant picture, right, of course. Right. Yeah, of course. Unless there Disney is Steel, buys you, you kidding me? <laughs> Butts in seats, she puts. Yeah. I said, unless Disney buys you, and then they're going to shut you down. Disney is, well, I mean, we're angling for a buyout. Yeah. Right. Well, at this point, Disney has bought all major studios. I'm assuming this episode is going to come out a little while from now. So, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. At this oh, yeah. point, yeah. It's only it's just like Disney and like Sony because Disney's like, eh, no thanks. <laughs> do you know? Do you know that Disney owns all? I've talked about this with you. Disney owns all the characters that were created for the Tick cartoon show. Oh yes, you have talked about me because yes, the yeah. Tick cartoon they was own done for Fox, Fox Family, right? And there were only twelve uh, issues Kids, of the comic sorry. before they got the cartoon. So there are all these characters that like people constantly ask us if they're going to be on the show. And you're like, mm. right? But Disney yeah. like won't sell the rights because it's like what? It's not worth getting off the couch for them. It's like, right. it's come like, on, they, fifty bucks, a couple Spanglish Blu-rays, fifty bucks is a lot of money. I keep on sending Bob Iger like fifty bucks on Venmo and being like, just give me sewer urchin. That's all I want is sewer urchin. Sure. And they won't do it. Uh, do you think they'd notice if you did it? You just be like, do you think Disney would sort of be like, hey, that's ours? Well, that's why the the Warburton show they have, um, uh, Batman. Well, is like they came up with all these like workaround characters. Right. All right, I got to pee. Okay, you got Richard's got to go. We're done. Uh, this Richard, is a great app, though. Richard, your book out now in hardback. Yeah, all we can do is wait. It's called, but you don't have to wait anymore. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. put it in those greasy mitts of yours. Yeah, yeah, it's a quick read. It's for teenagers. Give it to your teen. Give it to your team. Uh, have a team. Give it to Sarah Steele. If Give you it don't to know Sarah Steele in team. 2004. She yeah, can so. pass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're the best. Yep. Uh, Thanks for always a five times. This is a good so one. Do I the five timers yeah. club. Yeah. Yeah. We forgot the ceremony. It's a five timer. I get it's a jacket. Five timer. Yeah. You're wearing a, a nice sweater. Yeah. Thanks. It was on um, sale. So we'll send the bathrobe to your your home. We have an engraved, uh, oh, good. embroidered. Who else is in this? Uh, By this Emily, point, Emily will be in there. That's maybe it. JD's at four. I think he's tapping on yeah, the door. I think it's just five, you and Emily. Right? Yeah, That'd be my guess. Mm, interesting. <laughs> oh, wow, you gonna shank her at the commuter screening tonight? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, by, by the time this airs, I'll be in jail. Uh, yes, correct. Yes. Yes, exactly. Also, by the time yes. this episode comes out, it's uh, 2025, right? Yeah, exactly. Mars 2025. <laughs> yes. Mars has reopened. Yes. We're back, baby. We're going to make it this time. 2112. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please yep. remember to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks to Anne Guru for our social media, Joe Bone and Pat Reynolds for our artwork, Lane Montgomery for our theme song. Go to blinkies.reddit.com for some real nerdy shit. Uh, and thank you to our sponsors, uh, Brooklinen and We Transfer. And as always, Adam Sandler fundamentally cannot come. Great. <laughs>